2: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 9-19. No refunds. Subscription auto
0: renews. The Grade Cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. Boys!
3: Nice. Get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I, um, I hate grade cricket.
2: <laughs> uh, I went to do the play for a team call. um, the is kid. Obviously, sharing's
1: always a big issue <laughs> big issue for, for young kids coming into a senior cricket team. I do with to win,
2: it's um, a bit of a night, so
1: I refer to the great cricketer here, and I'll say, this will do a little bit early.
2: (laughs) Hello, and welcome back to the great cricketer podcast. On today's show, summer is back, and COVID is sort of gone in some states. So, we inject the vaccine into our veins that is cricket in December, Steve Smith runs, and Indian scaredy bats. We're talking selection conundrums, barefoot circles, letters to Bradman, and the new big bash rules. Steve Smith is on the show to confirm his wannabe blobs Sutherland in if that is true Captain C questions Marnus getting test player of the year and if Tim Brisbane costs England his citizenship by giving him gloves instead of a county gig Ed Cowan is on the show to kick off the summer for the fifth season running to discuss what Vrat's like as a bloke power surges and X-Factors and scoring runs against South Australia hashtag ask involves promotions bucks parties and shitting yourself during an appeal this episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler where you can get all of your Christmas gifts your smugglers and your Accessories using the code CHAMP at checkout for free shipping. That's at budgysmuggler.com. You can also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash for more exclusive content every single week. More of that a little bit later. You can also find the show right now on YouTube as well as in full interviews cut down to the show. If you want to like, comment, and subscribe, then please do because it helps us out a lot. My name is Ian Higgins and I'm joined by Sam Perry, Pezzy Lad. Sam Perry, Pez Dispenser. Welcome to the summer of 2020.
3: Thank you very much, mate. And I'm very pleased for you as a recent, uh, I guess, resident of Melbourne mm-hmm. that you're now out of lockdown, experiencing the you know, sights and sounds,
2: lights and frivolity of Chapel Street and beyond. It's, oh, Jesus. Well, Siri's listening, so that's always a good start. Siri um, just said I didn't get that. <laughs> didn't <laughs> hit, even get it. <laughs> hit a boundary. <laughs> uh. Mate, I appreciate that. Um, and maybe we should speak about that because our friends in the UK who no doubt tuning in. Uh, after our little three-week sojourn. Um, well, we're doing it tough, although mm. they're coming out of lockdown next week, so, mm. you know, crowds will be back soon.
3: Mm.
2: Uh, mm. Pez, I want to start the show mm. by uh, – uh, we, had, we had a message, a little tip-off this week of a message, and it was just – We get a few tip-offs. We get a couple of tip-offs. some good. A couple of tip-offs, and it involves match fixing in the IPL, actually. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it involves grade cricket, which is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level, as you know. But let me read the message that came in. Mm. It said, popped in to see the end of the manly grade game on the weekend. Bunch of grommets are walking up the hill next to the ground carrying Alco Pop drinks and goon bags. One of them is being pushed in a trolley and asks his mates to stop briefly. He looks across the oval to see the scoreboard. Instantly yells out, Ramwick Petersham. Peter eh? more Peter shit. <laughs> Whole ground hears it, taps on the trolley and his mates push him on. Now, it's great to see that whilst maybe society, there's been some evolution, not in any sort of biological sense, Sam, but maybe mm. in societal sense, and we'll, we'll be speaking about those things later on. But, mm. you know, good to see that great cricket is still very much in the 18th century. And if you
3: are joining this podcast for the first time, welcome. You know, that is the overlay of our approach to cricket, he goes, yeah. uh, Mr. Speaker. Uh, because <clears throat> great cricket is a great leveller, you, know, like, you know, and so it shall remain, you know. Mm. Last time we spoke, Trump was president. He's not president anymore. But great cricket is always going to bring every person back to earth. Um, Mm. Now, let's just just have a look at this scene. Let's just paint this picture. This game would have been played at the gorgeous Manly Oval, no doubt bathed in sunlight. Two beachside teams Mm. brooming with current or ex-first-class talent, Mm -hmm. playing a tough arm-wrestling game of first-grade cricket. And, Mm. like... You know, Manly. This Manly. This is the club of Michael Bevan. You know, of Keith Miller. Mm. Um, currently, Mickey and Jack Edwards for New South Wales. Chris Green, Stephen O'Keefe, mm-hmm. right uh, for Randwick. Petersham, the club of Cheekway, Warner, Kadditch Horitz Kawaja, Mike Whitney. You know, currently, Jason Sanger, Daniel Sams. Um, great cricketers like to hang on to this prestige. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. I've set the scene well, haven't I? Right. Uh-huh. I mean, great, we're going to talk about great cricketers. But Rich Sydney, imagery, Sydney so. Test cricket's just sold us media rights. Yeah. Um yeah. every so often you get reminded that that prestige is a lie. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you do. know? Yeah, Quite you often do. that reminder can be jarring as it was in this case. You know, mm. more like Peter Shit. Mm. This guy says with his Alco Pop, <coughs> sitting in a trolley, <laughs> just walking past the Taps ground. the trolley, moves on. You know, three years ago, Steve O'Keefe cleaned up Virat Kohli at Pune to take 12 for 70. <laughs> cleaned him up. <laughs> Yeah. Now some bloke's drinking a goon bag, <laughs> <laughs> ordering his mates to stop pushing the trolley
2: so he can say Ranwick Peter shit. Yeah, um, it's better than know. how's that? Yeah, good point. I'll give him that. Good point. I'll Tap, give him taps that. Taps the trolley. Um, Pez, before we get into the show, so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, a couple of bits of pieces, uh, little bit, little bits, little, little bits and pieces. Fuck, I've forgotten how to talk in the mm. last three weeks. Um, Sam, you would have seen on our social media that we have released a, a T-shirt, mm. Great Cricket a T-shirt. Oh, I did see that. Champ or Be Champed mm. is the branding across it. Now, this is an exclusive offer and it finishes on Friday. Last mm. orders are taken before Friday. Mm. Um, so you can find the link to that on our Facebook page and it's also our Instagram bio currently mm. as well. Um, it's a wonderful piece of merchandise. Champ or Be Champed. You can wear that in all venues, mm. occasions, uh, Probably not cargo
3: upstairs.
2: No, it's there quite. It's actually quite cargo. limited where you can yeah. wear it. Now yeah. I think about it, yeah, you, you wouldn't wear that we'll, to a garden we'll, party.
3: You know, kindly offer the opportunity to produce some merchandise, a limited edition exclusive. And we thought, where do we want to take this? And we thought, well, what is the overall philosophy of cricket mm. that we would like to offer the dear listener and life and and li- exactly. And we just felt like the one that overlays to all of it is is really the approach to life. Mm. It's quite a sick approach, really. Yes. Um, oh, it's wildly yeah. I mean, if you actually subscribe to this unironically, that's problematic. Mm. Buy the shirt still, please. <laughs> but yeah. champ or be champed, you know, because if you aren't champing someone, someone will champ you, they'll get you. Dog eat dog. Dog eat dog. Go to Instagram if you want to sort of uh, represent...
2: That uh, philosophy. Pez, uh, the Patreon push has been pushing on right uh, during mm. our little break that we've had, mm. um, and uh, what can they find there at the moment, Sam? <clears throat> uh, well,
3: Patreon continues. You know, uh, if you want to soak in the TGC way of life. If you want to, some people like this show, and great, you know. Some, some p- people If you do. just want Steve Smith and Ed Cowan, sorry, that's great. Mm. Go for it. If you want to soak in the TGC way of life a little bit. You know, we've got our weekly Ask TJC Fridays cast. People writing in with their own... Um, you know, bugs bearing on their own cricketing life, and we put, we yeah. pass them. We, a lot we, of we, we agony. A lot of agony. That's the main thing. Yeah. The, you know, the loo- looser, darker life questions, and they're answered with the requisite looser, looseness and darkness. Yeah. Um, we've got some long form writing on there when we can get around to it. We've got some dream analysis from our resident psychological scientist. That's no joke. We have mm. a psychological scientist who answers cricket dreams. A mm-hmm. um, couple of other casts overseas and stuff I started doing cricket dreams and stuff like that. Mm. Mm, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't have we don't we don't own cricket <laughs> dreams. Um, oh, speak for yourself well, just vessels uh, You know If you're after A little bit of analysis With your side mouth stuff A bit of a side mouth analysis Well last week we put up a panel You know With Trent Woodhill And Dan Christian uh, two great exponents of t 10 Cricket talking about the new BBL rule changes. That's right. Um, we're going to chat with Ben Lachlan coming up this Thursday as well. That's going to be on Patreon as well. We'll bring it out from behind Patreon in a couple of weeks' time. But so there's, there's a good amount of action happening there. Uh, if you do sign up in the next couple of days, you're going to get 20% off that merch that we just spoke about as well if you're a Patreon subscriber. So hopefully plenty of value there, 5 or 10 bucks a month if you want to be part of it. Your choice. If you can't manage it, no dramas at all. Don't worry Enjoy about Steve it. Enjoy Steve Smith. Enjoy Ed Cowan.
2: <laughs> To that point, Pez, uh, it's patreon.com forward slash gray cricketer mm. is the place you can do that. $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever mm. you like. Um, now, it's a huge summer. It's a huge yeah, summer for us. We're excited for it. We're going, big. It, you know, We're it's going a, big. It's actually a huge 12 months. Now, yesterday, it was actually uh, it was one year before the Ashes starts, mm. and we've always mm. got the Indian summer coming up here in Australia, then India, go to England over there, then it's the mm. Ashes. Fuck Lots it, of cricket. So much cricket, mm. man. So it's exciting. So get around us there. Now, it's a big summer for us in terms of getting around guests. It's a mm. huge explosion. Mm. Steve Smith, one of the white whales. One of the white whales. We've landed a white whale. We've to landed a white whale. Some more white whales in the works. Yeah, yeah. Um, Always. And one of them, uh, well, it's not only so much a white whale, but a great chap. Now, this sort of happened by accident, but we spoke to Great Chapel a couple yeah. of we- a couple of weeks ago. Was that last week? Whenever well, yeah. was. we spoke to him recently, yeah. and. The chat was supposed to go for fifteen minutes. Went for fifty three minutes. Yep, fifty three minute exactly. chat. Now, what we decided to do there, Pez, is we're going to release that as uh, as a separate podcast this week. Mm. Uh, it's going to come out on Thursday. Thursday. It's fifty three minute chat. We get into fucking all sorts. We get into yep. a nineteen seventy three uh, West Indies tour. We're talking about the grey cricket stuff. We're talking about Cameron Green and his tall runs. Mm. We're talking about him shitting his pants when he was fourteen. Mm. Or well, let's save, save
3: it for the listener. Yeah, yeah, sure.
2: That's the sort of gold that we're talking about.
3: Okay, uh, but you're you're right. Greg Chappell's got a lot to say. He's been out in the media, yeah. and we just texted and just said, "Listen, would you love would you like a chat?" He just he's kind of like he's he's kind of like an XPM at the moment. He's just ready to open his mouth. There's a bit of legacy defending going on. First half of the chat is very much about his upbringing, bit of his, his experiences. Then it sort of gets a bit fiery. Hmm. At one point, talking about youth policies and and the benefits of uh you know Indian youth cricket, he describes me as handicapped. And- <laughs> He says my son's going to struggle because of his genes. We'd met that morning. He's confident. He's confident. Yeah, he just got because he pulls no punches. Yeah, I mean, Greg Chappell's getting into some senior years here, but you still get that opportunity when you listen to a chat of like, "Mm, you were an Australian captain during a pretty rough era, so. Uh, yeah, that comes out on Thursday on the main feed for everybody. Epic 53 minute chat just to kick off the summer.
2: Okay, the point being is this is a huge summer. We've got so yeah. much coming out. Um so we're really looking really looking forward to it. A couple of weeks off, recharge of batteries, mm. a huge summer, and it's all before us, Pez. It's mm. all before us. Mm. couple of the first T twenty starts in on Friday. Yeah. This is Tuesday today. Mm. Um, and uh, let's let's talk about Let's talk about what the story of the summer is. Like, mm. what is this summer about? I mean, we sort of asked this question last year when it's fucking. You know, it's always sent, a theme. It's end of the ashes. It was sort of feel like the end of a cycle in some mm. capacities. You know, we retained the ashes, didn't win them, and and then it was New Zealand, then it was Pakistan, then it was Warner getting three thirty five, and it was Colin de Grandhomme having the bowling, and it was all a bit like, What's ah, what is what this? Make- how what? we didn't realize how good we had it pre pandemic. Sam. Mm.
3: well, a, a few years ago. Pre sandpaper, it was like collapse boys. They collapsed a lot. They're the collapsed boys. And then they became bad boys the, bad the following boys. year with sandpaper. Yes. Then they were redemption boys. Redemption boys. Last year was Manus. Manus boys. And uh Manus and his boys. <laughs> this year, it was meant to be 1v2, you know, Smith v. Yeah. E. Coley big boys. Yeah. Uh, and now it's like bubble boys. Yeah. Schedules, COVID normal, Pfizer vaccines. Mm. Uh Trying to pick out a theme for the summer, I think it's about Justin Langer recreating, still intending to recreate the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, first, and we're going to discuss this, he's banging on about it's harder to get out and get in in mm. the Australian side, which made sense in the 90s when every bloke averaged more than 45. Yeah. Uh, except for Mark War, but he got the right runs that looked good. Yeah. Okay. So it was worth more than 45. The wristband was just so. Exactly. Put it on just <laughs> hair coming out the back of his helmet. Just so. Just so. Uh, and the second thing he's trying to do, he's now releasing a book for kids called The Art of Cricket, which is based on letters he exchanged between he and Bradman mm. in the nineties, where he asked Bradman for technical advice. He's pushing this around a little bit. This mm. this letter that Bradman gave to him that's yeah. now being used as a marketing device for Langer's uh, book. Okay, yeah.
2: um, ironic because.
3: And if you read the letter, mm. Bradman, he, he asked Bradman for for technical advice. He's played for Australia. He says I just struggle against medium paces, and Bradman basically says, "Read my book called mm. The Art of Cricket Championship." <laughs> That's If you can't read the letter, you don't have the time. That's essentially RIP. what it says. Yeah. Anyway, and now Langer's making a book for kids out of it called The Art of Cricket, yeah. um, Sunrise, Sunset.
2: Yeah, that's right. That, that, that whole exchange felt very much like Bradman was in prison and Justin was reaching out or vice mm. versa. I'm not really mm. sure which one it was. You just
3: imagined a prison. Yeah.
2: Yes, well, cricket is a
3: prison. Well, mm.
2: isn't it just? Mm. And a prison. So this summer, Pez, is – I know I was excited – you know, about the idea that there was going to be some, you know, some prodigy boys. Yeah, prod, prodigy runs, prodigal runs. I want prodigal runs. I yeah. want prodigal boys. Um, <laughs> and I just, I don't know if we're going to get it because the yeah. chat is at the moment, if we can sort of get into some selection yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay, okay, let's do it. Yeah.
3: Burns Pekoski's. the <laughs> Yeah, that's thing. the thing. And that's yeah. the thing.
2: And it's like, you know, I, I've said this before, but Joe Burns doesn't get me off. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't do anything it for doesn't, me. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> it's like, it's just fine. Mm It's just, yeah, Joe Burns. (laughs) Exhale from the nose. Yeah. A bit of Pete Murray music. It's fine. It's fine.
3: Yeah. He's done a fine fine job. You go to a festival, uh, and I'll go into bat for Pete Murray in the early 2000s, okay? You go to a festival, 5 p.m., sun's heading down in the afternoon. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's not going to challenge you with his music that much, but it'll do nice, it'll wash over you, it'll yeah. tide you over. Oh, yeah. And Joe Burns does that, and full respect to him. 600s for Australia yeah. or so, average of 38, that's great. Yeah. But now we've got a throbber on the scene. Yeah. A real throbber. Yeah, it's going to
2: tide me over. Where's Powderfinger?
3: Exa- exactly, whatever, you yeah. know. Um. Whatever flicks your switch in that regard. Mm-hmm. T- Pete Murray's 5, 5 p.m. afternoon set – Let's push through to the night, but now yeah. it's time for the headline set, and yeah. that's Bukowski. It's got a couple okay? of caps. Now, it's not Joe's – again, whatever flicks your switch. Uh, <laughs> whatever flicks your switch. But like, but it turns out the great Trump card mm. that Burns has is that he somehow fulfils David Warner's chemistry needs. <laughs> well, he does. Somehow. Somehow he does, and Justin Lane is yeah. on board with this. Now, look, I don't know Just about fits. you, but – there's actually, you know, Langer kind of goes on about being Zen. There's a bit of karate stuff or whatever. Right. Um, there was some going so on martial arts. Uh, there's more than a hint of Chinese diplomacy about this. I see he There's oh, it. a strong whiff. Strong with. And I know strong you've with. been saying that off air. Let's yeah. Stay. Joe Burns is going to get the good around the boy or but boys' yeah, selection. I know. He's going to get it mm. because he's good around the boy. Yeah. Warner.
2: This is all about a boy.
3: And it reminds me of Chinese diplomacy because in Chinese diplomacy, as you well know, and and the listeners will well well know, it was based on a tribute system they often associated with the Confucian world order, you yeah. know, in which neighboring states complied and participated in the tribute system to secure guarantees of peace and investment and trading opportunities, as you know.
2: It's all very Confucian.
3: Um, one member acknowledged the the other member's position yeah. as superior. In this case, Burns coming from a foreign country to Warner, the emperor yeah. Warner superior. Yeah. Um, the superior would bestow investiture in the form of a crown, officially etc. Now Warner's mentioned yesterday his twelve batting partners, and we're going to talk to Ed Cowan about this because he was one of them. Yeah, and he said I never I never felt quite stable with mm. them. Now, Burns has obviously turned up with Warner, and he's offered the best tribute. Oh, what, has, what has Burns offered to Warner? Because he averages 38. The run scoring that they've done together is roughly the same as everyone else that he's Steinem. done. It's fine. Uh, I'm just wondering what Burns is offering that we, we ain't seeing.
2: Well, because didn't Warner say that that um, Joe Burns was a rare unit? He's, he's the rare unit. So he's the offset. He he's allows offset. Warner
3: to... Be this subtle alpha. Well, Warner's not allowed to be anything at the moment. He's not allowed to be anything. Post sandpaper. That's right. Neutral.
2: He can captain IPL teams, Mm. but here, no, that's 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 foreign water stuff. He can't get away with that kind of stuff Mm. here. Isn't it interesting that Warner went from the he went from the bull to the reverend? Now Mm. he's the emperor. He's receiving tribute. Well,
3: it 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 certainly seems that way. I mean, in all seriousness, I think Mm. er Langer and Hones have erred greatly by even implicating Warner in selection decisions publicly. (laughs) I mean, aren't there selectors for that? Isn't there a coach and a captain? And it's like there's this really, like, tight call for whether the incumbent stays in or this new player comes in and what they say is – and maybe they got it wrong accidentally, but it's like, oh, we'll chat to Dave. Dave can decide. I mean, he's fucking thrown Warner under the bus there, hasn't he? Like, if they don't pick (laughs) Bukowski. Warner's already yeah. going to be more hated than yeah. he already is among vast, you know, sweaters. I've got to say, man,
2: i got to get myself one of these gigs as a selector because, yeah, know, there was like when Mark War was doing it back in the yeah. day, he was barely watching the games. Mm. And now the selectors are like, who do you reckon? Mm. Passing the buck.
3: How do you, how does it feel for you, David, chemistry wise, when yeah. you're batting and you see Joe Burns at the other yes. end? Good looking rooster. Fine. Probably. Maybe a few good stories. Maybe. And maybe that's
2: it. That's and maybe then. that's Langer recreating the other side. That. Yeah, I need to know more about that yeah. then. If that is the case, then I need to know the stories to feel more comfortable. But now, here's the thing. Bukovsky is fucking going to be like, he's going to play test cricket it's for prodigal. 10 years. 10 or 15. And this is going to be this weird story where like, oh, why didn't he get picked sooner? Oh, Joe Burns kept him out. It's like, mm. who? Mm. Now, I'm sorry to the Queensland listeners. they probably are more representatives mm. in their side, but you've got Jumanis. Mm. You know, he can he can tie you over for probably a decade yeah. as well. Swepson's on the way in. Yeah. Swepson's on the way in. He's mm. taking polls. He's doing good things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Joe Burns, man. He's just fine, and so like, and, and that's okay. And there's a fucking prodigal son in the wings. Yeah,
3: if Burns was averaging forty five, great. Now we've got a battle. Now we've got harder to get out than get in. But yeah. Lang just now saying that like, off. Now, just because Langer says it's harder to get out than get in doesn't make it true. Like that's that's David Brent stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah. Anyway,
2: um, now one of the one of the saddest stories of the summer Pez is that Colley's only going to be here for one test. because mm. He's going to go home for the first. Um, he's going to be. He's going home for the birth of his first child. Yeah. Fair enough. Yes. Who, Amonis. Amonis? Mm. Amonis. Amonis. <laughs> Has not seen someone on their team leave for family reasons, mm. um, you know, or weddings or whatever. And that's what Rat is doing. So it mm. yeah, traverses all, all levels. Yeah. So,
3: so like, like combing around the media a little bit for this, like, mm. oh, you know, which kind of backwards bloke is going to uh, raise an eyebrow at, Co- at Coley doing this, you know? I mean, it was only 20 or so years ago that, you know Shane didn't Shane Warren didn't go home. She had a good friend Shane didn't go yeah, home yeah. For, yeah. for Jackson's birth. He just put a little sign up over the balcony <laughs> saying right. "Welcome Jacko" yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I think later he said, "Oh, it was a boy thing. I just had a good vibe about him, mm-hmm. so that was good." He bowled well the next day. Yeah, did um, actually. Yeah, I saw Steve War say he was surprised mm. by it, but um, which was a little double eye, you know, emoji to me if you catch my drift. But you know, when it comes to Steve War, what isn't? I mean, did you catch <laughs> Steve War's documentary? Did I catch Uh, it? On the ABC last week. It's one new ringtone. Sensational documentary, Capturing Cricket, uh, about rediscovering the simple joys of a game in India. What was the highlight for you in that, Pez? Well, look, let me set the scene. Please. a beautifully shot documentary, um, and it does authentically reveal wars like humanitarian side, yeah. beautiful photos, etc. And you got to see a lot of things in India that you don't normally get to see as someone who hasn't been there. Yeah. Um, really hard to pass that when you line that up with Australian cricket in the 90s, yeah. but that's the conundrum that he Waugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was really hard not to watch that and, and, you know, not just think, fuck, what a legend, what a legend, you yeah. know, he's done he's done really well. Um, that, that is also true. None of those wonderful things and no- those connections he forged um, stopped him from absolutely smashing a one-legged kid over cover early on in the doco. Kid bowling on crutches. <laughs> just trying his best. <laughs> Rock back.
0: Whack. Mr. Walk, I bowed you. Yeah, go
3: on then. Well, not <laughs> there, though. He's following through on I'm crutches. you a laugh. And, you know, you, you, you still feel safe. You smash this yeah. kid. He's got one leg yeah. and he's just got those beautiful wrists. Isn't wall. it that, like you
2: just recognize, I've seen that before. Yeah, exactly. I recognize that. Shot, tug up
3: Yeah, exactly. Little idiosyncrasy of his technique just hunched over. <laughs> the eyes not quite aligned, you know, but still squinting. And he just, the hand, the, the hand speed, the bat speed. Well, what was cover. most surprising
2: when he got his red hanky out, he just wiped yeah. right the brow. <laughs>
3: And then he says afterwards, "Like, did you get that shot?" So it's like, oh, "I'm just doing it so I get the shot."
2: Oosh. How many times
3: did he have to do that? Can you do that again?
2: He well, was, was like, like 44 according to the documentary. <laughs> um, so he's seeing well. he also said, "That's the first time I picked up a bat in about 20 years." So <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, no, I think Wall with Coley Wall was just saying, oh, "I'm surprised he's going home." But
2: um, no, Coley, it's good. You know, he's, he's having a kid. Great. Good for him. I think it's um, yeah, good for him. It's um, it's it's a bit of a. I think like sport at the moment, man, is like it, it almost highlights how um, how different everything is. Like the entire world, like here in Melbourne, things are getting back to more normal. But mm. you look at all around, all around the world, all around the country itself, it's like it's still – it's it's all a bit fucking strange, right? Yeah. Like everyone's talking over Zoom. We're all doing FaceTimes. No mm. one's on the street. Mm. Bars, you can't stand up or whatever, even if they're open, depending on what part of the world you're from. People are dying all over – you know, all this stuff. Mm. And then sport almost like highlights it because it's kind of like – especially in Europe at the moment with, like, football or the NBA mm. or whatever, you know, I suppose rugby here is a bit different and in New Zealand as well. But, you know, when there's no crowds, it's like, oh, this all feels a bit hollow. Yeah. And I, f- I feared more now that, like, things are pretty good in Australia, obviously, where there are going to be crowds and that, that's, that's good and exciting. But then, obviously, things are real bad in India and, like, you know, like now Collie's leaving. It's all a bit like, it's just a reminder that Mm. things are still pretty shit Yeah, and and, and they suck for heaps of people as well. We're lucky that we've made it to summer and it's the best time of year, obviously to be alive in Australia. Mm. Um, And it's going to be cricket, but that's really good. But it's also a bit like, ah, is this a tinge? Is this Mm. a tinge of like, I uh, think
3: sports just a bit of a comfort blanket, but yeah, like Mm. there's not going to be any sport this summer. I can comfortably say, I don't think it's going to be any moment in the Australia India series, which will have me doing what I was doing when Nathan Lyon was bowling at uh, Headingley, <gasps> um, where I was yeah. blacking out. Yeah, dudes, that's right. Um, crying yeah. and then in front of the TV and yeah. uh, struggling to sleep afterwards. So yeah. It's just my relationship with sport isn't that yeah. at the moment. I
2: wonder if they ever figured out why they put a sprinkle head on the we- on the square, like Nathan point. said. It's mm. weird. Mm. Get your throws up, Pat Cummins. Mm. That's why he'll never yes. captain Absolutely Australia. Absolutely, Salmon. Pez, uh, the new rules for the BBL, of course, I've kind of slipped on the radar a bit, actually. Very, very few opinions about this. Mm. Um, but the new Big Bash rules include what's called the power surge, the X-Factor player, and the Bash boost. Mm. Um, I mean, how excited are you for the big bash to start in just a couple of weeks' time, so you can get around this little invention?
3: Oh, mate, bursting, uh, absolutely bursting. Yeah, it seems to see. bursting. Yeah, uh, with these three rule changes: power surge, X Factor, player bash, boost. I mean, firstly, you know, let's just set the let's set the apparatus up this right. Listeners to this show will be aware of our view that the BBL. If you're if you're a 25 plus something male, as um, our analytics suggest most of you are. Yeah, <laughs> The BBL is not for you, brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. You know, when I turn on the BBL, red team versus blue team or whatever, maybe a little bit of a beer, who's scoring runs. Oh, is that guy good? I like him. He's funny. You know, that's it. And I enjoy that. That's mm. really good. <laughs> uh, we talked to Trent Woodhill. If you mm. do want to get some more, uh, you know, X's and O's about this, we talked to him on our Patreon. Um, and he's, he was you know, one of the alchemists of these rules. He came mm. up with the rules. He's certainly the face of the rules. He suggested that it was about, uh, you know, competing with phones. Um, mm. Look, personally, and we talked to Ed about this, personally, I wonder if, um, you know... Playing off for a bonus point After 9 or 10 overs uh, For one point is going to compete Against TikTok But you know yeah. Good luck mm. To the BBL There's a lot of, For me there's a lot of AFL Like rule change chat about this Let's just win the media cycle For a few weeks sure. We're on NAB Trade Radio now As yeah. we're talking mm. Um, So CA have really won uh, Otherwise You know the, other, the only one I care about Is the X Factor player Just to watch You know a player get of in the middle of the game. <laughs> yeah, and subbed, and off. subbed off. Subbed off. And if I could have some close-up of that person, then great, I'll,
2: I'll tune in for that. Now, in a great sense, what I wouldn't have given to be subbed off after a couple of <laughs> Saturdays after <laughs> about one hour's play. No, it's yeah. pretty flat today, boys. I might yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, um, you know, the Sixers um, chasing down the Heat's 10-over um, target of 85 is going to stop, you know, me from switching over to Season 4 of The Crown, for instance. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's not, right. sure. I'm not sure. Mm. I'm sure it will. I don't know, man. I just feel like... Uh, You know, until like they get they can somehow make wickets good, I don't understand pitches. Mm. Anyone who says they understand pitches are fucking lying, including groundsmen. Mm. Yes, you know, know, we're playing on football grounds all year round, all that kind of stuff. Until you fix that, until you make good wickets. I don't even know if the best players need to come over here internationally. Mm. I think it probably helps, see a bit of star power. Not saying it doesn't help, but like mm. they don't need to be all worldies. Like mm. the IPL is full of worldies. I fucking didn't watch a ball. Mm. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't find a mini. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, can't find. Right. A, yeah, sent me
3: a link. I couldn't find a mini at exactly the time I needed it, or for exactly the amount of time. <laughs> and I then I was given, it. and I was like, "No, yeah. I'll watch that later." Mm. Yeah. Just, just Ko, if you are listening with the minis, can you like give us a few options? Mm. Like, give us a three minute, a ten yeah. minute, a. A twenty, even next the queen's time. gambit. I sort of yeah. skimmed that. If you can just yeah. find some minis for that as minis. well, yeah, yeah. she <laughs> wins a lot. <laughs> she's pretty good. She's
2: prodig- into a prodigy chess. Yeah, that's right. Spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. spoilers. She's good at it. Yeah, she's good at it.
3: I, don't, I, I mean, just on the, I think it's kind of a bit in vogue to be against the rule changes as well. Like I'm also, I'm a bit ambivalent about it. Like, I still think that the BBL will just be what the BBL is. It's probably found its place in the culture a little bit. Who knows what it will do? I, I reckon it probably won't shift the dial too much either way. No, uh, I, I think the same people will probably tune in, and if it works well, good. I'll be, all, I'll also be up for that.
2: This doesn't change the fact that cr- it's just on, It's yeah, just on at night. It. You come in, you're mm. craning your neck a bit to the TV. Mm. It's just, it's just on. You're flicking some channels. They're batting. That's a colour that I recognise. Mm. Someone's hitting a ball in that direction that I mm. sort of recognise. That person's yeah. good. Yeah.
3: I, I think your category is the number one category for determining the success of the BBL, which is wickets. Just get the ball sliding onto the bat. It's not just fours and boundaries and like and, and, and sixes, sorry, and stuff like that, but just a, a wicket where the ball carries and yeah. a bit of pace. That's all Aussies ever need with anything, pace. Yeah, pace. As soon as anything, anything gets slow or low, mm-hmm. Australians psychologically switch off. And mm. I'm not just talking about cricket, mm. politics, <laughs> roads,
2: <laughs> climate. NBN.
3: Yeah, just fast. Yeah. Just get it
2: fast and bouncy. Pez, the WBBL is a competition that is going at, on at the moment. Uh, heading towards the final stage. Now, a couple of uh, surprisingly, Beth Mooney was the first person to pass 3,000 Big Bash runs. Mm. Uh, Elise Perry joined her about two days after that, also passing 3,000 runs. Beth Mooney sort of slid under the radar and did in the World Cup as well. I mean, she was playing the tournament in the World Cup, um, <laughs> had the most runs, but uh, doesn't have the star power of Elisa Healy, who the next day uh, hit a 50-ball 100. Mm. And 48. It's 48 balls. 48 pills. 48 pills. 100. Um, seeds. <laughs> Aggots. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, welcome to the Synonym Show Yeah uh, Yeah And I'm happy to hear it He goes Because It's been a bit of a duality Of like uh, Healy and Perry yeah. for The last couple of years Of course Lanning as well She sort of exists outside of that She's like Well yeah. Lanning Prodigal runs From the start to the end Yeah I'm happy to see other names pop up I'm happy to see Beth Mooney Start to dominate Happy to see, I mean she has been for a long time yeah. As well yeah. Rachel Haynes These kind of guys mm. uh, So um, yeah, I just need names to be succeeding wildly so that when I just briefly flick onto the WBBL, which I should do more of, someone's just making me happy thinking, you know, Australia's going to keep winning.
2: I'm really keen for Australia to keep pushing money into the female game so we just dominate for just forever. Absolutely. I mean, remember how good that was Get in upset March. when they don't win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucks this exactly. shit. Exactly. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Now, Pez, before we go to, we're going to throw it to Steve Smith and yeah. then after that Ed Cowan. Mm. But before then... Um, I just want to go back to the Australian India series and what's happening with the Barefoot Circle and Black Lives Matter movement in Australia, which we've spoken about in the past. But it's interesting what's happening here in Australia because what they're moving towards is um, is they're going to go for the Barefoot Circle thing, mm. which is a thing, which is like a, 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 an act of like a, in reconciliation with the Indigenous mm. people of Australia. Interesting things around this as well. Now, I think it's first and foremost, got to say, it's great that they're doing something. Mm. That's, gonna, that's the first thing. You're never going to go from zero to 100 where it's like, oh, we just fixed racism by doing this one thing, by doing this one weird trick. Mm. You know, that was never going to happen, but it's something. Mm. But it's the interesting the language that around this,
0: isn't mm. it?
3: Yeah, celebrating. Well, you, you're totally right. From And off the top, 10 years ago, if someone had told you that the Australian men's cricket team would be uh, marking Indigenous Australia before an international game, well, we would have been very proud, um, but uh, it would have it would have been very surprising. Yeah. And then we've noticed that great yeah. te- great teams uh, have done as well. You know, I was played really it. proud to see my, the two great teams that I played in do it. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to acknowledge it. Mm. Uh, it You're speaking about the, uh,
2: the reconciliation round. Yeah, right. Which, which happened in Basically, Sydney. wouldn't the 2000s.
3: Um, I noticed Cummins said, yeah, we've come together as a team, think this is the best way we can demonstrate anti-racism as well as celebrating Indigenous culture. Langer was like reflection of consistency within Australian cricket and the sign of respect and recognition to our Aboriginal culture and heritage. Now, like, the, what they've decided to do is against the backdrop. Um, you can't divorce it from the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, people are asking, well, are you guys going to take a knee as well? They've decided to go for the barefoot circle. Now, like, I sort of... I'm keen to know what you think about this, but, like... With Michael Holdings, you know, mm. gut-punching start to the English summer mm-hmm. uh, on Sky's very passionate monologue about Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Following that, we saw England and West Indies take a knee. Um, we were always asking, I wonder where CA is going to land with this. I think you spoke very well about it a few months ago. Um, and this is where they've landed or are landing. Mm-hmm. Um they've put together this array of activities and initiatives to play their part in what is a global moment, undoubtedly created by the black lives matter Mm -hmm. movement. Um, And yeah, we've noted, you know, it's a, it's a step forward, uh, almost hard to imagine from previous eras, you know, uh, especially, and and you've got to be happy if you want to see better outcomes for indigenous Australia and for our country, Mm -hmm. for everyone involved. Um, This uh, CA doing this is not, just a result of their own work alone it's the result of activism and confrontation from around the world yeah you know, they right. are reacting yeah um <clears throat> as a result of all this stuff happening and i yeah you mentioned like like I note the word celebrate popping mm, up yeah, every so often when yeah. it comes to Indigenous Australia and this, So we want to celebrate their culture. And it's a curious word, I think, because like you can't argue with celebrating, can you? We want to do something positive. We want to yeah, celebrate yeah, yeah. Indigenous Australia. Yeah. Um, you wonder how much heavy lifting that word is doing, mm. you know, as a means of justifying a move away from taking a knee, yeah. for example, which is a little bit more confrontational, a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. more solemn. You know, we hear a lot in Australia about celebrating Indigenous culture when we have a global event. Mm-hmm. You know, the Olympics comes out. We're celebrating Indigenous Australia yeah, sporting yeah, yeah. events. We celebrate Indigenous Australia. Yeah. um It feels like when others are watching us, you know, we're always celebrating. Uh, when they're not watching us, it feels a bit less so. Yeah. And uh, like personally speaking, personally speaking, I think something more solemn would be more honest and consistent. And Langa mm-hmm. spoke about consistency, and he's spoken apparently with a lot of Indigenous leaders. So you know, you have to respect that. But um. I don't think any of this, any of these actions would be happening were it not for Black Lives Matter. So it is connected to Black Lives yep. Matter, um, which is a more solemn movement. You can see in Australia that you know when you talk about Black Lives Matter now, though, you know taking a knee, it's like ideologically dangerous. You know you're a lefty Marxist cuck mm. if you if you want to if you want to go down that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I heard somebody else say it carries ideological freight. You know, and that makes us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But Black Lives Matter started this whole thing without Black Lives Matter. Australia isn't talking about this, mm-hmm. so if I can, you know. Well, look, I can't prove that, but mm. I reckon hey, that's pretty right. fair yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah. Um, Given how tough it is to make progress on this stuff, mm. you know you have to acknowledge a step forward, but you have got to keep an eye on
2: it mm. too. Um, mm.
3: How long are we going to be celebrating for? Do you reckon? he goes? Yeah, that's like, a, that's um,
2: interesting, mate. That's interesting because it's because um, for instance, I know that um, <laughs> I would imagine the West Indies would be very upset that like yeah, England players did it during the West mm. Indies series, and as soon as West Indies took off, he goes doing against nah. Australia. Wouldn't have thought so. Nah, don't worry about it. Now, what's interesting as well is that that the England are going to South Africa. They're playing some ODI cricket, mm. and by um, they're, they're playing Test, mm. they might not be. I can't remember. Anyway, England are going to South Africa and. They've decided they're not going to take a knee and so it, it is you make a very good point of like when the eyes of the world are upon you then it's like ah things are good we'll celebrate, oh, we we'll celebrate. It out but here. can you celebrate before you go through some hardship now yeah. it seems might seem a little bit overcritical because we've spoken about this for a little yeah. bit of wine being like oh they fucking can't take they can't mm. do anything right yeah. you have to say it's a great first step and mm. you're never gonna go from zero to hundred where you just solve mm. it that's never gonna happen but I'm not sure you can go through I'm not sure you can get to the celebrating bit without taking some pain first mm. and by, by pain being a part of a white Australia that includes mm. me that includes mm. you and like you have to check your white privilege Sometimes you mm. have to think about things. People are gonna see the Australian indigenous pattern on their T20 shirt and be like, fuck this shit. Yeah, exactly. If you're that bristle and your toxic mm. masculinity and your mm. whiteness, the pattern on a shirt offends you, mm. fuck off. <clears throat> you're a fucking dopey cunt. You don't deserve to fucking celebrate anyone, let alone the Australian cricket team.
3: Or you know, keep exploring, read a book, you know. Read like, a book, that's uh, also better than what I said. Carlos Brathwaite from the West Indies, he was like, he says, Why why did it stop when we were gone? Yeah, right. Um, Anyway, the other element to this is, you know, India and data and what they think as well. And you that's know, ultimately right. that's what these things come down to. Mm. Uh, so, you know, this little, I guess our, our, our little discussion here is more about just keeping an eye on things. I feel like celebrate is um, uh, a curious word. It's hard to argue with, but, you know, there you go. Just, just a bit sweepy. Just a bit sweepy. Under,
2: you that, know. under that rug.
3: A bit of lucky country stuff in here. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the knee, yeah. that feels a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Celebrate though. Oh, we love celebrating it. Yeah. How long? How long are we going to do it? Let's check in after a couple of weeks. Yeah, just just checking
2: in. Now, no one's talking about what five G is going to do for the ball this summer. That's yeah, going to that's move a good it
1: point. That's a good point.
3: And I also, you know, will Cam Green play over uh, over Stoinis. I think it's Steiner's time. Green though is blonde and
2: six and something, six seven. What is he? I
1: don't know. You want to talk about
2: that? Can we get him in here? We got to get him in here so I can literally measure him. Yeah, it's or very, we could just ask green. him. Yeah, no, this is much more comfortable space. This about is about much much yeah. more comfortable. Yeah. for much yeah. more. Yeah. Is he 140's or Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on there, Cam? <laughs> Welcome to The Woke Show. Pez, um, Steve Smith is here to kick off our summer. Or is it Ed Cowan? Because Ed oh, Cowan is the key, he's the person who kicks off our summer. Long time listening to the show will appreciate that. I
3: We've gone with sure. Smith up top because of, you know, it, it's Steve Smith. Out of um, politeness, I and, think. And on that note, you know, as, as you know, we only partner with brands that align perfectly with our yes, organization. You know about with this, so yes. And this is as you've well known. Yes. Um, and without imo- and we're actually thrilled to welcome this partner. I'm not even I'm not even hamming this up, and listeners will understand when I say this. Um, we, we've had a dalliance with them already. Listeners know that, but uh, it's the man behind the famous line, "Get a few, did you?" <laughs> That's right, Ponting Wines. I'm not kidding
2: here.
3: Oh no, TGC's lined up with Ponting Wines. Ponting Wines are going to be bringing us uh, this interview, our interviews all summer. Mm. Um, and uh, speaking of get a few, mm. we got a few. Mm. Ponting wines. Well, you did. I Didn't haven't we? got them yet. That's no, right. Yeah. Well, there's sort of six, and there's half, an hour I haven't them <laughs> around yet. Why? Are your Lips red. <laughs> I can see what they mean by dedicated craftsmanship. That's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I have to say. <laughs> no, we're going to get uh, through the summer. We're going to yeah. get some special. I'm very happy to be with Ponting wines, just for the um oh, the, yeah. the the humor of it, but um. We're going to get some special offers set up for TJC listeners. Right. Uh, but in the meantime, if you're impossibly keen to furnish your pallet with a great drop, head to pontingwines.com.au. Great to be in business with you, Rick. And here are the interviews. Righto, here goes. Here's some numbers for you. And the man that I'm looking at on screen will know more than anybody that really, as a cricketer, all we are is just numbers. 7,227 test runs at 6284 A higher score of 239, 2600s, 2950s, 11,707 first class runs. It's 57.95, 4200s, 4950s there. There's Ashes, there's World Cups. And he's also worn a taped over Aussie lid at Sutherland Training. Um, We've DM'd him a million times on Insta, zero replies. Um, I heard he read everything, but anyway. Um, But finally he's agreed. To chat on this important show, or at least Cricket Australia's agreed, and he's been dragged in. <laughs> <laughs> it's a historic moment for the grade cricketer because we're chatting with Steve and Peter Devereaux-Smith. Uh, Steve, welcome to the Grade Cricketer Podcast.
0: Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me.
3: <laughs> uh, smudge, if we can call you that. Um, for, a, for, it. for a cricketing doyen, you're still old enough to have quite a deep connection to grade cricket. Like, How would you describe your relationship to
0: grade cricket? How would I describe my relationship? I don't know. I've played a a bit over the day, over the years. Um, Obviously, played a fair bit of my year off. Um, Good fun being back around the boys at the Sharks. So um, it was uh, nah, good fun. Enjoyed it. Um, Good crew and um, yeah, loved it.
3: Interesting you say that because um, we've spoken to a few people at the Sharks. Yeah. And I just, just want to kick off with the true or false because uh, you say you have a good time yeah, and yeah. all that kind of gear and pretty oh, vague oh. actually because most people's experience of great cricket isn't that as we established on this show. Um, and so here's a story. I, th- I think it will endear you to many people because they can relate, but here's what I've been told. You once walked across your stumps at Glen McGuire Oval and left a ball that hit you outside the line and you got triggered to which you screamed, waste of my fucking time on entry to the change room. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, does that ring a bell? And, and um, now that you know Sydney Grade Cricket sold its media rights, should there be DRS in Sydney Grade Cricket?
2: Yeah, good point.
0: <laughs> Maybe I felt like I was a bit stiff that day, so um, yeah, oh, I wasn't ha- wasn't happy in the moment. I was committed to try and do my best for the team, wasn't I? So um, yeah, no good. Um, yeah, th- I think that happened. <laughs> grade cricket
3: can be a wa- can feel like a waste yeah. of time,
2: can't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. Nah, I don't think so. But um no, nah, I wasn't happy with that one.
2: <laughs> I wanna uh, I wanna just highlight uh I mean I often ask like when did you know that you were good, Steve? And that's you know, it's kind of irrelevant because you're probably a gun your entire life. But I was mm-hmm. just going through some numbers as I like to do from time to time. Mm-hmm. And I was going back to two thousand and ten, Steve, where you went on a bit of a run. Now you were twenty years old at this stage, it was January two thousand and ten if I can take you back there. Mm-hmm. One weekend you hit 171 not out uh, for Sutherland. Uh, Then the following week you hit 134 not out of 67 balls. Uh, mm. in, in the space of two weeks, you were 20 years old. I think that was the same year you got picked for New South Wales for the first time. And it was in the same era that, you know, Australia was still trying to find the next Shane Warne, which I think we'll probably still are trying to do in some mm. capacity. And we never will. And we never will. Um, but, you know, uh, you get picked for Australia and New South Wales as sort of a bowler, but you just hit like, you know, you're 20 years old, you're hitting 171 like that and 134 of 67 rocks in first grade. You're going to pick picked as a bowler. Are you thinking, guys, can I just have a stick? I don't really want to bowl. <laughs>
0: Pretty much, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I was thinking the whole time. Um, no, nah, always, always been more of a batter, so yeah. um, obviously, like you said, post Shane Warren, they were searching for for a spinner, and I happened to be a, a, a chubby little blonde haired <laughs> leg spinner, so I sort of <laughs> they were trying to, I guess, um, share some comparisons. Um, I think that was probably where it was left, but um, it was uh, yeah, my opportunity in playing as a bowler, but um, yeah, always wanted to. To, to just bat really mm,
3: mm. Mm. Just around that same time Maybe even earlier For your time at Sutherland yeah. um, You also played in the same season As Tim Bresnan was out I'm just telling you things You already know mm. He was 18 You were 16 now, Like we've had a bit to do With Bres He tells a story um, He claims that you hit him up For a game at Yorkshire When you were 16 mm. He was out in Sydney Said, "Oh, can you get me a game At Yorkshire To which he replied No would you like Some of my gloves <laughs> Instead <laughs> Is that true uh, and could you be playing for England if he'd rated you back then?
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know about playing for England, but I was trying to get a county geek, that's for sure. Um, yeah. You know, I did have an English passport, mum's English, so sort of that was my, my way in the door. But, um, yeah, I was I was trying to to do whatever I could really to leave school and, <laughs> and try and pursue a career in cricket, and, uh, yeah, obviously didn't rate me too highly back then. Do you remember um, that? Yeah, like, do you remember, do you remember that
3: exchange? It? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember having a chat with him saying, yeah, I'd like to come over, maybe start me in some second-team cricket if you can. <laughs> it's pro- probably a bit ahead of myself, but um, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, just trying to get better as the cricketer and, you know, have some some experiences and I kind of always wanted to, I remember I went on a tour in 2000 and oh, I was 16 with um like a New South Wales under-17s and 19s tour where we played um against some like county academies and stuff and just, Loved it. I thought it was it was magnificent. So, kind of wanted to just go and try and play some some county cricket and just progress my skills. And um, yeah, didn't rate me, so didn't get an opportunity. But he did
3: say, "Do you want some of my kit?" Because yeah. he felt sorry for you, or something like that. So, that nice I think cops? I
0: stole one of his bats. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Well, I just obviously in your year off, Steve, um, two thousand eighteen, you averaged fifty seven point eight sixty odd. Um, which is significantly less than your test average. In grade cricket. In grade cricket, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, how much harder is Sydney test cricket compared to facing Stuart Broad in England?
0: Uh, oh, it's it's different. Um, yeah. Certainly not the, I guess, the pace on the ball that you 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 get in, in test cricket. Um, kind of got to make your own pace and, and play probably <laughs> a bit slow more aggressive. Yeah. If, if I had my time again, I think I'd be a bit more aggressive and yeah. not try and play as such a, you know, just a batter, um, yeah. just take the game on a bit more, um, mm. but uh, yeah, it's 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 different. Um, those Rego balls are you know the bit of se- <laughs> big seams on those things, so um, <laughs> that was my <laughs> issue. different to the old turf, yeah, but um, yeah, that's it. Um, so oh, no, nah, it was good fun, yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, now I think he has a question about this as well, and it with a different angle, but like you, um you garnered a lot of attention a few weeks ago for your rendition of all I need to See" by Mitch Russell 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 um apparently there's plenty of strong guitarists out there who are uh, around the world who are happy to share that view but um I'm told you actually bullied into being the first player to sing a song on debut for Sutherland which has since been done Mm. 63 (laughs) times so you sort of started a tradition without really knowing now do you remember um being bullied into doing that at Sutherland um and what what song did you sing (laughs)
0: I do remember being bullied into it. Yeah, I was 16. It was my first game. We played Gordon at um, Kalara. Uh, we'd just come off a, a terrific win. We won- We lost the first innings and we won outright. So boys were up and about. That was my first game. I was pretty excited. And Did then I was getting worded up um, throughout the game about, you know, the boys were saying, you know, I think Jason Young, Jason um, Young, who else was there? A few of the yeah, a few of the older boys, Matthew O'Brien. They're all mm. saying, "Well, what song are you going to sing?" You, you know, what do you mean? Um, they're like, "No, nah. well, everyone that's playing their first game has to sing a song." And I think it was Peter Dugmore, One of the guys was going. He sang, um, oh, what's the? Uh, oh, I can't remember what it was. But the boys were saying, "I sung this. I sung that. What's your song?" And I was kind of you know, just trying to come up with something. I was pretty nervous out there playing, just, just what thinking you about this song that I've got to sing yeah. in front of everyone. So, um ended up going with uh happy birthday to my 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 good friend now luke dudman um (laughs) And started off a, a tradition, and since me, I think everyone that's debuted had to sing a song. So um, yeah, glad I'm able to start off this this, <laughs> this tradition for the Sharks. Song "Happy
2: Birthday." Happy
3: birthday! <laughs> nice, it's a nice, classic song.
2: My, it's a good song. It's actually a
3: hard song. "Happy Birthday." I went to a choir school, and they said "Happy Birthday" is one of the hardest songs to sing. Genu- mm. Genuinely, a lot of people have to sing it to
2: get into the choir. Mm. Anyway, sing a bit, did you? Mm. Yeah, there you go. go. That's all right.
3: It's for another time. It's another podcast.
2: Um, another another close friend of the show, uh, Steve, is uh, Steve O'Keefe Sock, who obviously you you lived with um, in oh. the Eastern suburbs some some time ago, and he was telling us a story. Yeah. You know, you've obviously famously a lot of mannerisms, and we yeah. wondered if that also you know extended to around the house, and Sock said that he was like watching you was like was like playing Pac Man. Just going around the house, just sort of walking in between rooms, just (laughs) between (laughs) between rooms. (laughs) Um, You know, has so what I'm asking is, um, has Sock thanked you for picking him in Pune?
0: For what? Sorry,
2: has Sock thanked you for picking him in Pune? What do you got twelve for?
0: Pune? Yeah, um, he might have done. (laughs) Yeah, got pretty well, didn't he? Um, Surled him down to a T that wicket, so. I don't know about this walking between rooms like a Pac-Man business. Um, <laughs> well, sure we're just, that, but... just a messenger.
2: Just a messenger. Yeah. Mm. that's it.
0: So, no, had some good times together. That's for
3: sure. Yeah. Mm. Oh, sounds like he, he's off the Christmas card list there. Um, <laughs> let's talk about. Let's talk about <laughs> cricket. Uh, you, you've obviously amassed an eye-watering record when it comes to batting, Steve. Uh, and people recently are sort of lazily grouping you in with Coley Williamson, and sometimes Barbara Azam and Joe Root as the big four or the big boys, you know, of, uh, of test batting. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll say it for you. I'll, I'll say it for you. I mean, you've got almost exactly the same number of runs as Virat in 13 fewer matches. He averages 53, you average 62. You know, at what point are you thinking, uh oh, sweetie, you know, there's only one big boy in test cricket and it ain't Virat?
0: <laughs> oh, nice one. Um, no, look, oh, I, don't, I don't think about all that stuff. Um, just play the game, do the best I can and... Yeah, see what happens.
2: We'll see what happens. Well, we'll I see mean, what I play the game. See what happens. Play the game. See what happens. <laughs> that's, that's what I did. Now I do a podcast with you. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to, you know, last Ashes um, was just one of the most amazing individual performances of all time. No question about that. And you know, basically, single-handedly retained the Ashes. I mean, so how satisfying, therefore, was it to see Marnus smash Colin de Gronholm and take Test Player of the Year away from you?
0: Uh, no, he played well last summer. Didn't he? He played um, well. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, he, well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was against Colin DeGon, no? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jeez. No, it was. It was great to see everyone doing well. Yeah. Didn't spend a lot of time in the middle last summer. Or Davy and and Bloody Manus were yeah. were taking up all the runs, so yeah. it wasn't too many to be get got when I got out there. Unfortunately. Well, um, I thought. That, I thought because you
2: had played great cricket, you know, facing Caldergona home basically every week. I thought you might be more prepared. Yeah. <laughs> <In
0: twos. laughs> Poor Colin. He yeah, got me out at the S didn't he? Um, yeah, you know, might have, might have heard a few words similar to <laughs> what, what, what you said earlier on about this waste of time business. Um. <laughs> uh, he's brushed us on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um, um,
3: it's funny. Talk about talk. all you know, this talk about bumping you out. I mean, you know, you're doing a media day today, and we're your last one. So I'm sure you've already answered plenty of questions about it. I actually find it pretty funny. Um, Like I wondered if you'd actually considered a different public approach to it because I've noticed at the moment you're sort of saying, well, look, they can do that if they want. They can waste their energy. The other guy's got the runs. I face plenty of balls. Very sensible, tactical approach to it. Andrew McDonald saying, oh, I've not really seen it be that big a weakness for it. And I'm just thinking, like, if if you were truly hoping they brought it on, you know, brought on bumping you, wouldn't you say actually in the press, like, yeah, it's a massive problem for me? Mm. You know, I hate it. Please don't (laughs) bowl there to me. Like, have you ever thought about that? Something to think about.
0: I said today that it's um a form of flattery that they um you know it's the only way they feel that they can get me out so if they've exhausted all other options and want to go to that approach it's kind of gives me confidence to know that you know they've exhausted all other options so it's a form of flattery for me and just gives me confidence. Mm.
2: Haven't you been really struggling with that ball on your hip, just sort of getting it to the left side? <laughs> Haven't you been
0: really – that's been a real weakness. That should focus shouldn't, out, shouldn't in.
2: Shouldn't you focus on that? So about yeah. your pads maybe? Yeah.
0: yeah. Just belt oh, straight. Maybe, yeah. I think that's a good idea, yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 I hate it there. I hate yeah. it. I hate yeah. it, yeah. 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 I hate it. Um, d- just on that Steve, like, I, like I understand it might be um an unwelcome distraction for you, but you would have been answering questions about, uh, you know, because you're trying to you're trying to make a million runs against India this summer, and you sort of missed out last summer, and I sort of expect a lot of compensation runs from you this summer, like you did with the Ashes. Um, <laughs> you won't talk about it, but I think that's how you how you work. Um, but the cap, you know, the captaincy question is going to linger until Payne's successor is appointed. And like for context, and this is only my view, but like I I think history will. Eventually, show that you you unfa- unfairly wore the punishment um, for decades of poor behaviour in Australian cricket. But um, hypothetically speaking, given everything that's happened, like were you given the job again? Do, do you think your experiences would make you a different leader second time round? And if so, how would you be different?
0: Uh, look, uh, in regards to the job, I don't know. Um, it's you know, there's um, we'll see what happens, but. I think certainly my experiences, um, I've learned a lot from, um, I'm, I think I'm a better person, better, um, more equipped, um, more aware of my surroundings and, and things like that. So, um, from, from that point of view, I think I've, you know, made a lot of, um, you know, progression there. Um, but We'll see what happens. Um, you know, at the moment, as I've said numerous times, Tim and Payne are doing uh, – uh, Tim and still interesting. They're the yeah. same person. Uh, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're doing, Which they're doing one's Tim? <laughs> 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 they're doing great jobs. So, um, you know, I support them as much as I can and hopefully um, score some runs this summer and, and help us have success.
2: I suppose famously, like, Australians don't really pick bowlers as their captains, and then mm. you, as a bowler, probably can't get the job again, right? <laughs>
0: Well, if I can't score any runs, I might have to start bowling again, so I pretty disappointed with my batting in the IPL, so I actually thought about bringing the, the spinners back out to have some kind of contribution, but so, yeah, see how we go.
3: <laughs> I just, you're, you're always so, uh, you know, humble and almost vague about scoring runs, I mean, like even as you say before, like, oh, I just, you know... Play the game to enjoy it and see what happens. It's kind of like Bradman was always like, oh, play the game for the game's sake and keep your eye on the ball. I average ninety nine point <clears throat> nine four. So yeah. uh, there's something ticking underneath there, I think, with you. But you obviously don't want to bring that out. Like, you know, I- I'm I'm curious about where you see yourself in your career at the moment. What people can expect, like, um, without putting numbers on it. Like, <clears throat> if the start of your international career was kindergarten and the end of your international career was year twelve, you know, what year are you in at the moment? Do you reckon?
0: Uh, I think I'm probably closer to the end than the start. Um, I don't know. Junior high, um, uni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see how we go over the next few years. Um, you know, yeah. while I still love training, love trying to get better and, um, you know, just enjoy every moment of it, then, um, you know, I'll play for as long as I can. So uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we'll, time will tell. Wait and see. Hopefully the body stays good and. Fingers crossed. You know, I've, I've had some. You know, I haven't had many injuries. Probably a few head knocks. So Don't know what's going on there, but um, <laughs> hopefully, don't have too many of those um, anymore. They're, they're not overly comfortable. So, um, yeah, we'll see, see where things end up. Mm.
2: Obviously, the entire summer you're going to be spending in you know different stages of lockdown and bubbles and all that sort of that sort of thing, Steve. I mean, everyone that we speak to says that you know, oh geez, I'd hate to be stuck with minus for the entirety of this this pandemic. But I get the feeling like you guys might be sharing a bunk bed. <laughs> Are you guys just shadow batting nonstop? <laughs> What's going well, on? Are you spending a lot of time with
0: him? Yeah. Oh, not at the moment. Uh, he's in another hotel in Sydney. We're out at, um, at at Homebush, so okay. in, in our proper quarantine. So, not at the moment. But I'll, I'll see him in a few days' time, and I'm sure he'll be be uh, stuck to my hip then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> talk, <laughs> talking about batting, probably more yeah. more often than not. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, look, he's he's good company. Um, can't, can't can't keep him around for too long though you got to yeah. you know push him off and give some time to to someone else. Uh.
3: Mm-hmm. We're getting the wrap up here, he goes. You have anything else to no, finish me, off with? No. Thanks so much for your time, Steve. Uh again, historic moment to have uh the the great man yeah. Peter Devero Smith uh on the Great Cricketer podcast. Thanks for your time, mate, and sorry for all those uh insta DMs. I mean I was told you read them all. Uh maybe you did. <laughs> uh, but um it's great to have you on and um yeah. All the best this summer. I see that little glint in your eye. I think it could be um, quite scary how many runs are amassed, uh, given that you know Wagner and DeGronholm gave us a hard time last <laughs> summer.
0: <laughs> Cheers, boys. Pleasure.
3: Okay. Here's some numbers for those who've forgotten. I'm going to do it a bit quicker this time. Okay. 1,000 test runs, 10,000 first-class runs, 7,000 first-grade runs, Tun at the Gabber against Stane, Morker, Flander and Rory Kleinvelt. Now making a contribution as a Cricket New South Wales board member, sharing razor-sharp views as an occasional member of the Cricket Commentariat, a sustainability-focused entrepreneur with Tripod Coffee, and member of private investment firm TDM Growth Partners. He's our friend, he's your friend, and without doubt the best friend of the great cricketer. TGC's summer can only start once we've heard from this great man. It's Ed Cowan. G'day, Ted.
1: Fellas, you've had me back. This is huge. There's some nice little bolt-ons to the intro, particularly the addition of Rory Kleinvelt. <laughs> what a bowler he was. He is probably. Thanks for calling him out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, yeah, good. Ted, look, let's just jump right in because there's some news off the press as we go to where we're sort talking on Monday afternoon. Um, Cricket Australia have put David Warner up today to help pump up the summer. He's answering a lot mm. of questions um, now. Earlier today, talking about the Pukovski Burns selection conundrum, David Warner said, and "This is a quote, so don't shoot the messenger." For me, to be honest, okay. I've had over a dozen opening partners, and it's never been quite stable. Uh, he has had over a dozen opening partners, of which Ed Cowan was one. Mm. Now, I just want to put a dozen
1: into te- in Test cricket. A dozen.
3: He says over a dozen. Over a dozen. Can um, you name
1: the twelve opening batsmen? I'll have a go. People? Yeah, yeah. I'll go have
3: go. a go. Do we confirm that I don't have anything in front of me here? Yeah. Okay. Um. Phil Hughes, Shane Watson, Chris Rogers, Matthew Renshaw, Cameron Bancroft, Ed, Ed Cowan, Sean Marsh, Usman Khawaja, Glenn Maxwell in one game. There's nine. Did you say Joe Burns? Joe Burns.
1: Still a couple to go to get over a dozen, but anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Keep Still f- three away. Did he
2: open with Ben Owen again? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it.
1: Now, Hayden, at, um,
3: <laughs> the gold standard partnership, as we know, is Hayden and Langer, which produced mm. 5,500 runs, give or take an average of 50. No. You guys, you and you and Dave, uh, by contrast, hit uh, nearly 1,500 runs at 44.85. So that's five fewer runs per innings. Um, that's you? Were you aware that Davey, until you mm. like that Davy was looking for more stability in that mm. partnership? And, and in fact, if you were advising Will Pekowski, what would you say Davey is looking for in a partner?
1: <laughs> Straight off the bat, you're into it. Unstable. <laughs> that's a Look, to be well, honest. Was it not quite stable? Incredible. Not quite stable. Mm. Not quite. I so mean, it's. It's amazing to think that he can think back ten years to when we opened the batting together. Considering you know what happened last week might elude uh, poor little Davy's memory. But um, <laughs> Will Pekoski, what what could you say to him? The, mm. the man's an enigma. Mm. You just got to obviously be on side. You've got to pump him up. Great shot, Davy. Good mm. stuff, mate. Mm. Keep going. I don't know. I mean, you caught me off guard with that, to be honest. Well, do you think that's
3: what it? Joe Burns is doing? Because what the, the word is, I suppose. Like, we don't know how full on this is, and whether like the selectors have literally gone to Warner and said, "Who do you want in the side?" Mm. You know, you're literally banned from leading the side. But why don't you select one player in the team that's not you? Yeah. Um, but like, what do you think Burns is doing to earn Warner's respect? Because he averages, you know, late thirties and stuff like that. Mm. Hey, what is what is it about Burns that, that Warner likes?
1: don't know. He must be buying him a few Guzman and Gomez burritos, maybe. Uh, <laughs> you invest in them. <laughs>
2: Didn't he call Joe Burns it's a rare a, unit? He said he's the rare unit. Right. Big call.
1: I think maybe that's it. You've got to be so self-deprecating that you got to take the rareness off the other bloke. I uh. think you make a good point, though, um, Sam. How, since when does the opening batsman become a selector? Yeah. Isn't, isn't that the selector's job? Mm. Well, and, I mean, yeah. You walk out to bat with who you're told to walk out to bat with, don't you?
3: Yeah. Well, I, I, and I sort of feel like that's maybe not Warner's fault. He's just sort of been thrown under the bus a little bit there. We don't know how big uh, it is. I it
1: hasn't been the first time. The bus. <laughs> <laughs> that is the metaphorical <laughs> bus. <laughs>
2: Not to be confused with uh, Muhammad Abbas, uh, who's an <laughs> opening bowler for Pakistan. He I was is. actually going to ask he you... If, <laughs> I was going to ask you for Ted. I was confused. I, was, I, I get confused. I don't really follow the cricket much. Um, I was going to ask you, Ted, because I was, I was looking back on your career in in anticipation of just this chat. In fact, every time we get together, I just like to catch up on what I need to, need to know about. And I was looking at your debut a Boxing Day Test. Let me tell you what happened. Boxing Day Test, you hit 68. And you're batting... the Yeah, well, we'll get to that. And... You're batting with Ricky Ponting, and that was like 2011. Ricky Ponting was like the that was the last summer of in Australia that we saw the best of Ponting. He, yeah, he hit like 200 in uh, maybe Perth, I think, with uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Adelaide. Just going Adelaide. on YouTube. <laughs> Adelaide, yeah, <laughs> Adelaide. Um, and so you're opening the bat, you, you're opening the batting. You go with Warner, and I want to know what the dispar- the, the disparities and conversations between opening the batting with Dave Warner, then Ponting mm-hmm. coming in at four, I suppose, because mm-hmm. Sean Marsh was batting three, wasn't he? Like, what are the chats? Do you even remember the chats, or are you so like locked in? to the innings itself?
1: God, there were, I, mean, there was, I mean, there wasn't much to talk about. Is was it all
2: there? the same? Like, just like work like, hard. I'm going
1: to get you on strike and you're going to try and slog it, this bloke out of the attack. Right. You ready? Back up.
2: <laughs> Tactics. Yeah, good. That's
1: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that, was, that was the extent of it. But it, it was, I mean, looking back, it was unstable. So <laughs> the, 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 now that he's alluded to it, though, like the – the pan Pacific tectonic plates, you know, the San Andreas fault line. Yeah. That was, that was mm. Dave Warner and Ed Cowan opening the batting.
2: Yeah.
3: Who was the unstable one now that we're sort of 10 years after the fact? Yeah.
1: I'll let you be the judge. Today, <laughs> uh, Sam? Um,
3: Ted, do you think it's a good sign that, that this of all things in the, speaking of the instability, that's been kind of the catch cry of Australian cricket for the last five to 10 years, mm. that, this is really the talking point ahead of the test summer at least. H- who's the good player that will partner Warner? Yeah. You know, is that, is, that a, is that a kind of a and compliment to CA that this is what we're talking about?
1: I mean, there are lots of other issues we'd love to talk about, but it's a home summer. So we know that Dave Warner is probably going to average 95 at least <laughs> before going away to the subcontinent and, uh, you know, hitting the – the balancing act. Uh, the uh, what well, we should be talking about the WBBL. We should be talking about BBL rule changes. We mm. should be talking about the death of ODI cricket. We should be talking about Virat Kohli only being around for one test this summer. They're the big issues that I want to you know really dig into. If you if you're up for it. Maybe you can put that behind the paywall in Patreon.
3: Nice. There it is. There's <laughs> the first we can
1: have, one. <laughs> we could have like a little six hour powwow and you could charge people two or three dollars. I don't know. What, what's the going rate these days for a Patreon membership for oh, the great cricketer? He's pretending
2: like he's not a subscriber. Adam Samper mm. is. Mm. Um, I mean, to, 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 to Pes's question though, there, Ted, like, I mean, what, what is there to get excited about this summer? Because, you know, without the crowds, it kind of feels like. We're just waiting for the crowds to come back. You know, Cole is only here for one test. You know, big bash rule changes feels weird. Uh, is it, is there something to look forward to to hang our hat on this summer? Is it is it a Pekoski? Is it a Cameron Green? Is it a Chris Green?
1: <laughs> Chris Green. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Chris Green could make uh, just a, a bolt for the Test team yeah. as the spinning all-rounder <laughs> that we've been crying out for. Mm. Uh, in fact, you wouldn't put it past Trevor Holmes maybe calling out Chris Green's name. Meaning Cameron Green and <laughs> accidentally Chris Green slips out and the next minute Chris Green's, you know, slips into the test team bowling Jumping some some of those off spinners. Jumping um there, yeah. look, the test series against India, I'm I'm pumped for. I yeah. don't know why you're talking it down. He goes, I'm not because I'm asking. there will be crowds. There won't be capacity crowds, but let's be honest, Test Creek in Australia, you know, particularly most stadiums, we don't get capacity. So let's just enjoy the contest. I think India will be good without being great minus coley their fast bowlers won't be what they were two years ago I, I think you should be talking cricket up mate you're a you're a stakeholder in the game now mm. you, you rely on the strength of of australian cricket
2: i'm more of an afl guy as you know ted but like mm. uh, why, why do you say why do you say that the pace bowlers won't be what they were two years ago why do you think
1: that well you're a close follower of the game he goes you know that they've suffered some some back injury sharma's uh hurt his side recently shammy uh, back injuries, boomerang back injuries in the last two years, and and it's it's hard coming back from that as as, as mm. a fast bowler. So mm. I just don't know if they'll. I think we saw them at their absolute best two years ago, and they they sniffed a a series win with no Warner, no Smith, and mm. they they got to take that home. It's just going to be harder for them this time.
3: Mm. Uh, You mentioned Virat Kohli earlier there, Ted. I mean, he's the most kind of, uh, well, well well-known cricketer in the world. He's 80 million Instagram followers. And and particularly in Australia, there's a um, love-hate relationship with him that basically comes out of respect, I think, for the fact that he kind of plays like us in our combative nature so we respect him but we but the players don't seem to rate him that much and they try and out him stuff I noticed there's a bit of press lately particularly coming out of uh particularly through an interview with Adam Zampa where he's he's actually quite a good guy and he loves vegan food and stuff like that is there a softening of Virat Kohli's image happening at the moment in Australia and is it warranted you know what was your experience playing against him do you think he's a changed man how should we relate to Virat Kohli advise us
1: I think he maybe he has mellowed a little bit. I never found him a mellow character myself, but it sounds like Zamps knows where his bread's buttered. And the IPL, <laughs> uh, if if you were bowling, you know, leg spin for 10 years in the IPL, you, you'd probably want to buddy up to Virat Kohli, wouldn't you? <laughs> no, uh, so, yeah, good bloke, vegan, <laughs> lovely fella. His coffee. Pay me my one and a half million bucks and I'll bolt you on the nets for six weeks straight. <laughs>
2: Are you the only Australian cricket with that interest in India? Because I, I, I find yeah. it funny because, like, I, I always wonder, like, what the relationship is between the Australian and Indian cricket team because for the most part, you know, like, when the Kiwis come over, it's like, yeah, we can relate to them on some level, same same as the English. But the Indians, it's just, like, culturally, it's such a different experience. Cricket's in a very different place as well between India and Australia. What do you talk about after the game? And, like, all the people that that – you know, have interest in India are always like they're very respective of the Indian people, never say a bad word. You know, like when, when Gilchrist said in his book that like Tendulkar was hard to find for a beer afterwards, it was like one of the most shocking things that's ever happened. He's like, well, he probably fucking was hard to find a, for a beer after the game if we just rolled him for, you know, six and ten.
1: <laughs> they uh, – so is there a question there he goes or was that a – I think he
3: like- goes right Adam Gilchrist Gilchrist's book. i didn't actually i just (laughs) sparked Looked
1: at the pictures (laughs) uh i think the 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 gap is narrowing culturally from a cricket point of view just because the teams are playing a so much against each other and also with each other through various leagues around the world so Mm. i i I don't think the australian team the indian team are are best mates i don't think there's much socializing in the change rooms Mm. after but you know Times might have changed now mm. that uh, there's there's a bit of bread to be buttered.
2: Mm. When you um, when you played in that series in 2011 12, Kohli was batting at six, and it was probably the beginning of his career, I'd imagine. Doney was captain, then he didn't play the last yeah. test of that series, and um, Sehwag took over, I think. And uh, did you think then? I think Kohli's Coley, got 100 in that series. Then you got a few other runs other times. Did but yeah. did you? Was he gonna be the superstar that he is now? Was, was it was it was it spoken about in the Australian team then?
1: He 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 was the young up and coming gun. He obviously looked like he could bat. There was no doubt about that. Uh, But there are Mm. like at the same time Sharma and these other young players. You you could have put money on as well uh, to to be their next star. So there was Mm. plenty of pressure on Coley, and he's he's showing his class, particularly in one day cricket. I still. This could be slightly controversial. In test cricket, I don't know if we've seen the absolute Mm. best of him. I think he's undoubtedly the best white ball player in the world. Mm. But in test cricket, he probably should have really elevated himself above, you know, the Smiths and the Williamsons and and these other Mm. great batsmen of the generation just – Based on how good he is, but I don't know if he's quite done that.
3: Mm. You just got to hang it out outside off for a little while, just nick him off. So <laughs> yeah, um,
1: yeah. So just stay patient. Stay just top of off, occasional bouncer. Yeah. Stay patient. <laughs> yeah.
3: Speaking of staying patient, let's talk about the new BBL rules. You mentioned that was something that uh, is an interesting talking point. So we, we spoke with um, the you know the architect of these new rules, Trent Woodhill, on on the Patreon last week, and one thing he mentioned was. Um, you know some of the some of the studies that he did in England with the hundred were around uh, how much uh, children, how much kids were actually like picking up their phones during the cricket, and so he said, you know, whose whose line was it? Was Michael Atherton or somebody said um, that the BB, uh, you know, that they're waging a war against Netflix, sports competing uh, com- competing against Netflix. Um, I was Martin Luther King. Martin King. Luther, I always mix up Michael Atherton and Martin Luther King. Yeah. So 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 the new BBL rules. <laughs> Martin Luther King was ahead of his time (laughs) with Netflix. uh, R.I.P. But that's a conflict for you if the BBL rules are waging a war against Netflix because you're obviously on Netflix uh, in Death of a Gentleman. Um, (laughs) Will will the super sub bonus points and and mucking around with the power play create enough micro competitions to challenge um, the all-conquering power of the Queen's Gambit uh, or TikTok? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: uh, no, I, I'm going to go to the heart of this question is, I think you're asking, what do you think about the rule <laughs> changes? But I'm not sure if, it can I confirm that's where you want me to take this?
3: I think the Set. point of the rule changes, if you get to the heart of it, is that they think that all these micro competitions they're setting up, all these micro things happening within the game will somehow stop kids from picking up their phones. Mm-hmm. Do you no, think it's going to do that? I think
1: that's the heart of it. I don't, okay. I, I think that's. That might have been, sadly, Trent's initiation as to why they were bringing these ridiculous rule changes, but I think Mm -hmm. at the heart of it, they've seen declining TV ratings. That's not because people are playing with their phones. That's Mm because the cricket's been average. It's been played on terrible wickets at times, and it goes for about 32 weeks too long. So why would you, it's like getting a, a crappy meal served up and then they you say, this tastes no good. And then they get the salt and pepper out and they just sprinkle a bit of salt and they go, taste that. That tastes so much better now. <laughs> you're like, no, it doesn't. It's still crap. So, are you one of those I guys who important- does that at restaurants? <laughs> <laughs> you, I can see you're sending some uh, wine back. Yeah. No, but you, you get my point. Yeah. Like the ingredients to a successful big bash are pretty clear to anyone involved in the game. It's like get the best players in the world playing, Get them playing when people want to watch, get them playing great cricket on great wickets, and people will want to watch on TV and all this periphery stuff. You know, I, I'm all for innovation, but innovation that's based in in fact rather than the, you know, these stories that we want to tell ourselves as to, to why we're going to bring them in. Why wouldn't we trial these innova- innovations elsewhere? And if they do, in fact, create better games of cricket, you bring them into the big bash. But at this stage, I haven't been. Haven't been tested anywhere. Not in club cricket, mm. not in any other form of cricket. It's just two dudes sitting in a room, wondering up, what can we do next?
2: Isn't that exactly the thing though, Ted? Like that, the, the hardest thing that would probably work would be to make good wickets, and that might be like we can barely get good wickets for Test matches half like half a year, you know. So like trying to get a flat wicket at Skilled Stadium or whatever the one is in the Gold Coast. Like I mean, but ha- why,
1: why do we have to play at skilled stadium? Why don't we just play on the the main venues? Sydney and maybe the wickets one. they roll out for the Test matches—they're the wickets we do want for the T Twenty because they're mm. so flat. Mm. Mm.
3: Why is it hard just to make good wickets generally? Anyway, oh, that's the well, question for the question for a
1: Yeah, it's it is hard if you're playing lots of cricket in short spaces of time, but you toy This is the, I think, a little bit of the problem with having small squares. Traditionally, you can kind of have different wickets on the go at one time, but smaller squares is is making that tricky. Um, Look, uh, the Big Bash is just has so much potential, and it Mm. is a a wonderful product. But there's no um, no way hiding behind the fact that it has probably been declining as a as a quality cricket product. People want to watch great cricket if you believe in the big bash as a product you have to believe that cricket is entertaining Mm -hmm. if you don't believe that then the big bash is doomed because if you're only relying on innovation if you're only relying on bells and whistles you run out of things to innovate on Mm -hmm. and so you're left with nothing that resembles what you started with
3: um as an administrator as a as a board member of cricket new south wales you would have some insight into this but it seems like a lot of people are are putting forward that the Big Bash would be better simply if better players and better international players came along. In fact, your former opening partner, albeit unstable, partnership, David Warner suggested that today as well. What, why aren't there better international players coming then? I mean, it's surely a factor of money. Australia's a rich country, isn't it? I <laughs> know, that's simplistic, yeah. but where's the money?
1: Well, I think even, even simple things like a, a draft for the international players would have massive benefit, and so – you can cap the amount that they pay, find a way to find some more money to get the best international players and and spread them throughout the league. I think like it's mm. we're not it's not reinventing the wheel here. This is no nothing innovative. Mm.
3: Like it. Um, Ed late later this week, Sydney's going to host three one-days and three T20s to kick off the Men's International Summer against India. Uh, Now, I know this is about three weeks ago, so none of us can remember it, but uh, you would have been in the thick of it as a board member of of New South Wales cricket um, at SCG Towers making these games possible uh, after Queensland said isolationism wins elections, pardon me. Um, So would I be right in in saying New South Wales cricket has come to the rescue and that perhaps we're seeing a return of New South Wales as the alpha cricketing state under your watch?
1: Uh, certainly not under my watch, but I think we're very lucky that uh, John Knox, the chairman, has a great relationship with government and the SCG Trust, and and those relationships have, in a sense, really saved the start of the summer. So uh, yeah. all, all, uh, all state boards are always trying to do what's best for cricket. Sometimes that might be not necessarily agreed upon uh, either amongst themselves or with cricket australia but it's a it's a good example of how working with other stakeholders and making sure those relationships are strong can actually be really advantageous
2: Mm, all right that's a real media line there um cool (laughs) so what about um gray cricket being streamed around the around the globe now sydney test cricket streamed around the globe is that under your watch
1: look it's taking its rightful place as the most important form of cricket uh in the world, really. Can you explain and, this news
3: for those who w- weren't aware?
1: Well, Sydney Sydney Test Cricket is now being streamed via, I think, the news.com.au website. You can, you know, tune in, watch your old team, the Bears, take on Higo's old team. Who do you play for again? Stags. The Stags. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Just tune in, watch the game. Love oh, it. I actually fear You've that to this pay. might take away from or subscriber base because it's either Patreon, yeah, two dollars, yeah, watching club cricket live. The real deal, I mean, $2. it might be
3: it's probably putting you on the spot, but obviously, is there a, a revenue share with grade cricketers there then on the two dollar? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, is a because of the ACA 26? No, yeah, if yeah, I, if be if be I bat six for the Bears yeah, sure. and average 12 as I did, what's, what's in it for me? Yeah, the subscriber numbers. I-
1: Oh, you, you I don't know. You, you might get a retrospective schooner down at the North Sydney Tavern.
3: A retrospective <laughs> schooner. <laughs> yeah, I hope they share it among the alumni of grade cricketers as yeah. well. Yeah. Using a voucher like I it's out suppose. of the
2: entertainment book. That's voucher exactly
1: right. Schooner. You could turn up, reminisce with Robbie Aitken and the lads. <laughs>
2: Ted, I was going to ask you, I, I keep, i was I just harping back to the, that series in 2011 12, and I was just thinking about, I was talking about Pez before. Your second test match was the SCG test match when Michael Clark hit 329 not out. And mm. I was saying to Pez, like, that's so forgotten. Like, and then Pez made the point, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but he did say this, that it almost like Clark's career is kind of forgotten. Like, Michael Clark, Michael Clark hit 329 not out, the SCG at home against India. And like no one ever speaks about it. And also, do you think it was disrespectful that he came within five runs of Brabben's record? Discuss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I certainly remember it because I was the idiot that I think got out on the flattest wicket known to man, kicked one in front of middle and off, and see you later, pal. And then put my bum on a seat for three days and watched him bat. Who got it was a you? Wonderful inning.
2: Who got you? you wonderful have. inning. Huh? Who got you? Who got you out?
1: I hear Khan. Yeah. I think I was outside the line, no DRS. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you? Just fell, up, fell over the in swinger a little bit. Yeah. Uh, look, DRS, probably, you know, outside the line, missing leg, one mm. of the two. Mm. Who and knows? That, never out of LBW, was I?
2: And those are your memories Ever. of Michael Clark's 329. You're outside the line. <laughs> 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 I
1: didn't watch a ball, actually. Read the paper for three days. <laughs> up. What's
3: going on in 2011? Yeah. Oh Ed, uh, a question about the captaincy of the Australian test side. Uh, You know, you literally host a podcast talking to the best CEOs around Australia, (laughs) scaling up. there Um, we go. If you could channel those people and yourself, you know, what sort of questions should should CA be asking when it comes to establishing the the framework Mm. for the next skipper of the men's test side after Tim Payne?
1: That is such a serious question, but it's an important one. Nonetheless, I think <clears throat> I think we've seen in the last couple of years how important culture is to to teams, whether they're sporting teams, corporate environments, uh, the like. And so, I think you, Australian cricket will need a, another culture carrier to to take over from Tim Payne. I've always said that standing on the on the field, waving your arms around, and changing bowlers the the easy stuff. It's it's what you do behind the scenes that no one sees that that makes great captains. So I'd certainly be looking for, for someone who's a strong character. And I've said for a while, I think that person is Pat Cummins, whenever the the time is right.
3: And then, you know, the, the cliched follow up, but what do you say to those who believe that bowlers shouldn't be captains, even for practical reasons, such as availability and and injury management and having your mind on the game You're out there? (laughs) Mm.
1: I, I think they're all the people that say that are batsmen generally. Mm. I don't understand. I've never understood why a bowler can't be a captain. I don't get Mm. it. Just pick the best captain. And if they're injured, unfortunately, the next best captain then captains the team. It's not like in rugby. It's like, we'll pick the fullback because he never gets injured because he doesn't do any tackling. All he does is kick the ball and he gets to see the game from behind. Mm. He doesn't do anything. We'll make him the captain. No, it's the bloke who's got his head over the ball, getting smashed week in, week out. He leads the troops, so uh, I, I, I don't get it. Mm. Pat Cummins, next captain.
3: Mm. And just finally to top, to top and tail, Ted, with where we started on this uh, Pukowski thing or whatever, you know, if there was a spectrum where, like, uh, you know, Greg Chappell's on one side saying you need to be 18 to play for Australia and if you're over 18, you're too old. And then Darren <laughs> and Darren Lehman's at the other saying you need 18 chop stories and a decade of manliness to yeah, join yeah. our unit. Yeah. Where do you sit on the youth philosophy spectrum?
1: Yeah. Uh, this is crazy i'm of the belief that you just pick your best team what? i know it's, what? it's outrageous but it's the national team let's just pick the best people for every single test match it's like picking your best captain and so if will pokoski peels off 200 in the australia a game well done mate you're in the team so we if need joe burns team. gets 200 he mm. gets picked mm. and until that happens, I don't think we can weigh in as to who deserves the spot. I mean, Will's mm. done a wonderful job. Uh, look, I think the other parameter that should come into selection these days, apart from Dave Warner picking the team, is how many times have you been on TGC? Mm. I think that should be an important way of, of weighing up the apples and the oranges. And the, and if it's lineball, it used to be, oh, can he field? Does he catch in slips? It's no. Will's been on TGC three times. Mm, mm, twice. He's in the team. Mm-hmm. Twice.
2: Mm-hmm. Joe Burns has yet to start. Joe Burns hasn't started exactly. It. And then, well, then was. Then, un-
1: then, the, then the choice is obvious as to who gets picked, isn't it? Mm.
2: I always like picking guys who've got a bit about them. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my selection. That's always yeah. been my selection
1: criteria. And so who are you in, in terms of looks? That doesn't surprise me. He goes.
2: Stonest to stone we're next Australian captain. Says <laughs> <It's, it's> obvious. <laughs> I'm not sure why that's not part of the conversation. <laughs> Ted, have you thought about coming out of retirement and bullying South Australia for some more Shield runs? Mm.
1: They were literally lining up across the nullabor to face that attack. <laughs> <point>. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly, imagine going into a, a Australian Test team selection meeting yeah. and just seeing names of people that scored hundreds against South Australia in the last four weeks. You would have been like, "Geez, yeah. we've got to pick a team." And nineteen people got hundreds against South <laughs> Australia. How, how do we delineate between the two hundred and fifty and the two hundred and ten? Yeah.
2: I think that's why like, uh, like Travis heads runs are so important because he can't face his own attack.
1: <laughs> well, I mean that 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 should be uh, counted, yes. you know, against him as well for sure. Yes, I think but the last... bloke has to face it. How, how can he get better? <clears throat> Excuse me, when he has to face him in the nets?
3: Uh, yeah, good yeah, good point. Good point. Good yeah. point. His his runs are worth double. Yeah, just it's on the great Triple. cricket. Last time we. Um... <laughs> I think last time we caught up, your stated position was only play grade cricket in the games within a 3K radius of my house, right. which after mm. 7,773 first grade runs and 10,000 first class runs is fair enough. Um, does that remain your position? Uh, and have you played any grade cricket this year? And do you, do you want to? What's, what's the thought process there? Mm.
1: Mm. My position has changed a little bit. Okay. The radius has decreased to, <laughs> if it's not played in my living room, I'm actually not that <laughs> interested on a Saturday. Sad, but my time in club cricket has come to an end, Sam. Is was, announcement? I've had a, no. I'm just i'm i'm drifting off into oblivion. Mm. But you know, a couple of Monday mornings, I've walked into work, picked up the umbrella, yeah, shadow batted for a little bit, thought about it for ten and a half seconds, and then thought, not this week, champ. And <laughs> Yeah, I've just I've lost the urge. I feel like how you probably felt for many many years, but I um. I'm struggling. It's you know, it's this paradox of wanting to be the good clubman and yeah. So you're still getting texts. You're still life. getting crazy. You want, a,
3: you want a game? You're still getting people at Sydney Uni saying, "Come on down for a hit." Yeah. Ed Cowan.
1: Occasionally, I think they're I think they're drifting on the idea of a 38 year old, mildly unfit, you know, noodling left hander turning up for them as well. Mm, I think no. the games passed me by. Got any gloves? Which is fine because then, you know, the rite of passage is clearly that you go from, you know, the club cricketer to just being a bloke with opinion on everything. And the game was a lot easier back in, mm. I mean, harder, harder. It was harder, harder back harder. in my day. Yeah. Mm. yeah Zahir, harder. Zahir I Like, cl- Well, I remember when club cricket was hard. Mm. It was hard, but not anymore. I see these 16 year olds running around serving up these long hops and full mm. tosses, and I think, ah, oh. big bats. Yeah. not in my day yeah big bats small grounds mm-hmm. the community wickets. grounds are getting smaller mm. there's no doubt about that exactly it's a fight for green space going on in our communities
3: <laughs> <laughs> on that note ed we're going to leave you um to fight that good fight um for green space in your communities into your entrepreneurial work your philanthropic work uh, and your commentary at work on a rival podcast i think um Thanks for chatting with us to start this summer. That Patreon chat will happen with you at some point. Um, that's news to you. I realise as I look down the camera at you. You can catch us on YouTube, um, but until then, Ed, thanks very much.
1: Thanks for having me back. It's just a, it's an honour, it really is.
3: He goes. The major story for the last few weeks has been
1: our dear old friend Donald Trump,
3: and uh, well, as we go to where apparently he softened his rhetoric on the you know on his transition. Uh, from the Mouth
1: White
3: famous. House. Mm-hmm. Well, if you want to do all good. But uh, <laughs> the last few weeks have been kind of marked by legal farce. And with that in mind, I'd, I'd like to introduce... Again, our greatest of friends on the show, Budgie Smuggler. Yeah. Uh, and what they're providing this summer through the lens of farce because you can get custom design smugglers, custom design kit through Budgie. You literally put whatever you want on their stuff. We've got Christmas coming up. And I'd like to suggest a few ideas around the the, the prism of farce.
2: I welcome Give, this premise. Yeah,
3: not just Rudy Giuliani's hair dye running down his face. Now, what
2: a month he had. Fucking hell. I mean, going from the, the Borat thing... Uh, into four seasons, gardening yeah. into hair dye running down his face. That yeah. was all in the space of like three weeks. Yeah, hell of a month. Um,
3: so just trying to think of some cricket-related faces you could put on to your budgie smuggler kit. Okay, Windy's England in Jamaica uh, with the, with the with the pitch there. South Africa needing twenty-two off one ball. Uh, Ninety-two World Cup, just the scoreboard there.
2: Can I stop you with Please. the West Indies thing? Now, do you remember last year when we you were you were in the room when I was watching this as well? Why were you in my room? We're watching that. Remember last year when <laughs> was it? Last year when the when the um, MCG pitch got abandoned it was Western Australia yeah. Victoria game. Yeah, yeah. And we're watching that. Yeah. And like Steiners was getting hit in the ribs. Yeah. Now, when you, if you've seen the footage, it's on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it's Rob Linder two clip. Um, like when you watch a wicket do that, what's your what's your reaction? I wince. Yeah, it's wincing. Yeah. It's like because it like, I like recognise if I see a ball, like Bill Woodfall. Yeah, that's true. When you say ball lands a certain full length and mm. it goes above like nipple height, mm. it's going through the chest mm. then. I'm scared. That's scary shit. Mm. no so one it's folded, he crippled, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: In like a reflex action, yeah. as in like the way his body moved after the ball came from a full length on yeah. his ribs. Yeah. Mm.
2: Bad pitches are. There's also that pitch in like it was like Western Australia versus New South Wales. And There's a crack in the middle of the pitch. I think mm. Warner's actually playing the game before he played for Australia. Mm. So it's like when well, that be mid 2000s, mid mid noughts, um, and the, there's this fucking cavity in the pitch. Mm. And it's yeah, that, that kind of stuff scares you when you when the ball's going that quickly and it's 156 grams. Mm. That scares
3: you. So get a picture of those cracks in the wicket as a part of your buggy smuggler stuff, you know you got 20 uh, 2007 World Cups, to in mm. 63 off 18 balls, mm-hmm. darkness, etc. LM Dar, Steve Bucknor, that kind of gear. Um and uh but, but you know Pakistan not taking the field in 06 for the all test getting getting involved as well. He liked the
2: headline, didn't he? Yeah. Against particular teams too. He remembers then no, he was then working in a bottle shop and he was taking money out of the till several years after his international cricket mm. career. Quite played, a, played quite at thing. my club. Did he? He um, played?
3: Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, Harry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck off.
3: I never met him. Fuck off. Yeah. Did he play first grade? I don't know. Beyond that? Yeah. Test race? Um, yeah. Probably. Now, they're doing stuff beyond this as well, though, Budgie. So, like, they've got pairs of VB smugglers. They've got pairs of bloke in a bar smugglers, mm-hmm. uh, if that's your gear. Um, they've got accessories. If you want to start at the $10, $20 range, mm-hmm. Australian, that is, ahead of some great secret Santa presents. You've got bucket hats, stubby coolers, bum bags, scrunchies, uh, let's call them gateway products. Yeah, let's. Let's call them gateway products. Yep. You can get all of that at budgysmuggler.com.au. Use the code CHAMP at checkout
2: for free shipping. That's Budgie budgysmuggler.com. Hashtag RCGC, busy lad. Let's ladder. Now, as we said at the top of the show, many things. Many things going on from this summer. Don't forget the Great Chapel interview. It's a great chat. Um, and he gets into some great areas. I think a lot of people are going to appreciate that chat, uh, because he does speak He's about got great a lot creative. he wants to say. Yeah, I gotta say at the top, real gentleman, mm. real gentleman, mm. very nice guy. I'd have a beer with him or a ponting wine. I'm, su- <laughs> I was surprised, I'm not sure what I was expecting, but he was nice, yeah staunch defense of his policies and oh, stuff, yeah. as you'd expect, as you'd expect. Yeah. But, uh,
3: that's he said, fire all the bullets you want at me. I was like, Jesus, I haven't even said hello and yet. He used some
2: metaphors that I wasn't even ready for. Mm. I'm not, I still actually haven't really quite f- processed them in my head. But, uh, anyway, that chat, chat's coming out on Thursday. I hope you enjoy it. Patreon.com, of course. And last day for merchandise for that t-shirt champ, will be champs. Finishes mm. on Friday. Get your orders mm. in. You mm. can find the link at the Instagram bio. Just ways to enjoy, engage with TJC. You guys know how to use the fucking internet. internet. Come on. What? Holly writes in. Hey guys. In an attempt to celebrate my partner's big achievement at work this week, I'm messaging some weird podcasts that mm. he seems to be obsessed with to request a shout out, as I know it would probably be worth more than my own congratulations. Along the lines of, and I quote, "Hey Hugh, hey Hugh in Like great work getting that guideline published mate." <laughs> Will suffice. <laughs> or something with equal equal to or more eagle, sorry. Or something with Equal to or more ego stroking. Sorry, Holly. Thanks for, thanks for potentially considering my request. Who knows, maybe one day he will take me to the cricket and will not sit in the rain for hours for nothing to end up happening. Holly.
3: Well, Hugh, great work getting that guideline published, mate. What guideline you reckon he's published?
2: Uh, he has published the guideline, uh, which is part of Elon Musk's thing, moving to Mars and the first colony is going to be made of glass.
3: Hmm. I thought he might have just published the guideline to um, helping kids with burns in a hospital.
2: Why do you say that? Don't know. Joe Burns stuff? Yeah, possibly. (laughs) It's a guideline for Joe Burns. (laughs)
3: Uh, Sounds like just in the second paragraph. So well done, Hugh. Uh, There's just something a bit side-mouth or alpha about great work getting that guideline published, mate. Um, So well done, Holly. Uh, Mm -hmm. And... But it sounds like there's a bit of a story there as well around maybe one day he'll take me to the cricket and we'll not sit in the rain for hours for nothing to end up happening. You reckon yeah. that, that's happened? You reckon oh, that's happened? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, if it's you know, like in Sydney, then obviously mm. he's going to a Sydney test match uh, and it rains. Point.
3: There's a big argument that's what always happens in cricket, whether it rains or not. You know, if you're not kind of eagle-eyed, you're like, we've well, we got to the cricket, nothing really happened.
2: If you don't follow the cricket, like what happened mm. to the cricket today? Yeah. Oh, someone got kicked out. That's always the most memorable bit when someone gets kicked out of the ground, it's Like three thirty, four o'clock, they've been sitting in the sun all day, even drinking those light beers. They add up over time. They add up over time. I remember
3: when I just moved to Melbourne? Here we I, go. My then girlfriend, now wife, um, took me to the MCG, and uh, or took me. There. We went to the MCG for the Boxing Day Test it was Australia, India, something like that, maybe 2011, 2012, something like that. And I was trying to explain to her like when Laxman was batting, just the like look at his hat, wrists. Diff, yeah, just, just absolute whippage. You know, and it's a strong wrist. Whipage, yeah, it's, it's a strong a, wrist. Yeah, it's titanium not, it's on, wrist, it's not a whip wrist. It's a strong wrist. Yes, and and then yeah, she um, she left me. But so, no, she, mm. I was like, he was on twenty six or something, and he he, he That's really so specific. Really, he was on twenty six well, or something. He battled for like I'm going to say an hour and a half, nearly yeah. two hours, and then yeah. he's just, and then he's just out. Yeah, he'd worked hard in a test match for ninety minutes to two yeah. hours. I mean, in any other elite sport, you're drenched with sweat. Yeah. you've achieved. You know, you've got an outcome, win or loss. He mm. just made. A fucking eminently forgettable 26. Mm. And and I looked at Tori, who just did not (laughs) like cricket, and I was like, no wonder. Straight to the bar, got absolutely shit-faced. Now, had they introduced
2: the X Factor
1: player? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. The
2: first and only match I've ever been to with a partner. Uh, was the Boxing Day Test match. I want to say 2005, 2006 mm, was also right. India. Rahul Drava was up in the batting and he took 50-something balls to get off the mark. Mm. And I think it was around about the 37 38th ball that she was like, this isn't for me, this sport. She's following how many balls it took him <laughs> to get off the mark as well. <laughs> Jeez, that was my then girlfriend, now ex-wife. <laughs>
3: nice. Um, That's a lie. Yeah, just to be clear for the audience. Just to though, be clear for the cause audience. Cause, oh, the DMs do flood Hit those you. DMs. <laughs> they, mate, they do. I'm not saying you show me. I'm saying I'll oh, show me, see, see where it's at. You have access to the account yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Linton writes in. What does he say? In. Okay. Matt Linton writes in. <laughs> G'day, Higrat and Pezzy lad. First time writing in as a loyal <laughs> Patreon. Mm-hmm. However, I did appreciate your advice following my LinkedIn altercation circa October 2019.
2: Since then, I've been referring to myself as a friend of the show. Hope that's cool <laughs> with you. Now, Pez, just, you, you recall that story where the guy who bowled him Hey, would find that he looked him up on LinkedIn. Right. Do you remember that? Yes, I do Yes, actually, yeah, Yeah. Mm. Um Alfred. Bit of catfishing
3: stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, that goes all the way to the top, catfishing. Um, anyway. <laughs> top of what? Uh, top of cricket. Yep. Anyway, fortunately, I've managed to elude the clutches of grade cricket so far this season, having made myself unavailable as a result of certain Saturday afternoon events. Mm -hmm. One of these being a Bucks do for a workmate this weekend. This Bucks do includes a number of activities. The first one of the day being two hours of indoor cricket. Yes, must be some sort of sick joke. Now, being known in the office as a cricketer, with no one else from the Bucks having played any form of semi-competitive cricket in over 10 years, I've realised that I'm the only one who has something to lose during this Bucks do. Am I risking, oh, sorry, I am risking losing any sort of cricketing credibility I have in the office, which is already minimal thanks to public nature of my cricket, mm-hmm. during this hit and giggle session that's purely a warm-up for the 12-hour session that will follow. Is it reasonable for me to have crippling anxiety ahead of this Bucks about getting <laughs> skittled by a 35-year-old Canadian man who's never played cricket? Mm. What What? What about if I nick off to a 45 kilometre straight uh, per hour straight break from the bloke whose hands have never held a cricket ball, (laughs) let alone turned one? I've never <laughs> held one. Look at these hands; they've never <laughs> held a cricket ball before. Any thoughts on how I should approach this would be great. Cheers, Matt. Do you reckon you could tell if a hand had never held a cricket ball, especially in <laughs> August? See yeah, those the August hands—the the way they hold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about the weight of it.
2: Now, Pez, you would have been to some bucks parties in your time. Mm-hmm. Ever played indoor cricket at a bucks party? No, no, no. No, that's that's it's set a scene. With all due respect. And it kind of doesn't make Matt, sense, does
3: it? Like, he's saying no one he's played semi-competitive cricket. It's like, well, why is why are we playing indoor cricket then? Yeah. But what it says to me is that someone has. Yeah. And probably the, probably the best man.
2: You know what I reckon? I reckon Matt has set this up.
3: Right. He's leaving that out, is he?
2: I reckon he might have done. Yeah. He's like, oh, what do I do? He already knows yeah. what he's going to do. Yeah. He's going to fucking obliterate that attack, therefore presenting himself as the alpha. Yeah. He's maybe.
3: Can he do that if he's so afraid of someone who bowls 45k? He's not afraid, statement? is
2: he? He's oh. not afraid. Right. Oh, see, he has so fears he in his life. He has fears in his life, but right. he, he knows. Matt knows what he's going to do here. Mm. He's going to obliterate that attack. It's all men. He's not going to do the condescending thing where he maybe hit some catches, mm. maybe get himself out. Mm. He's not really worried about taking too seriously, maybe marking centre, maybe bringing a front pad, maybe bringing his own stick to the Bucks. I don't know. Mm. He's going to obliterate that attack. He's going to be Mark War, Steve War. you know, New South Wales indoor cricket, you know, circa 1991 or whatever that was. No, mm. it'd be the 80s. Wouldn't mm. it? When did they play? No, it must be yeah, in the 80s. Must be in the 80s, yeah. That's what they're going to do. He's probably going to bring his indoor cricket kit. Yeah. He's going to be hitting side nets. He's going to be doubling up. He's going to be working. He's going to be backing up at the bowl's end, taking catches, sledging people. That's a Bucks party. And then he's going to have a 12 hour drinking session. Okay. Well, I suppose that's
3: very clear advice. I mean, there's no, like, just to acknowledge Matt's conundrum, like, there's no doubt that's the toughest gig in cricket and all life when you are at no his position playing against people who haven't played. I who, would, how do I deal I with would it? agree.
2: I would agree yeah. if there were, like, if there were women, children, families involved. This is a oh, group I've of. just blokes. This is a group of hypersexualized. <laughs> I don't know why. They're not. They're playing indoor cricket at Bucks' party. Yeah, but, you know. This has never been kiss territory. Obviously,
3: getting married, so some people won't have been married, so we're in that realm where it's not like oh we're a little bit old now the body's creaking. There's probably some late twenties throbbers, mid twenties.
2: That's what that's that should be the fear. They're
3: about to do twelve hours of drinking so they can obviously do that.
2: Now that's what I was gonna say. I think Matt is preparing himself to maybe give himself a bit of social credibility by not going as hard on the drinking yeah. by saying, Well I was the best cricketer today. Don't know if you saw he has got hundred and eighty five. Yeah. Maybe he's maybe he's setting himself as the massive alpha. He How? did get alpha on LinkedIn to keep that in mind. He needs
3: to it's it's a tough balance, like he needs to play yeah. He needs to dominate, yeah. but appear friendly and a functioning member of society. Yeah, that's right. Um, Matt needs to, unsta- un- needs to understand that he's the target. If, if they know that he's the cricketer, mm. he's going to be the target mm. that day, and he can only fight fire with fire. So I agree with you because it's just blokes and hypersexualised blokes at that. <laughs> hypersexualized blokes
2: <laughs> at a bucks part of <laughs> the at cricket centre.
3: Yeah, <laughs> sexual sexual energy flying oh, around it's the like place. A in a the private school year nine maths classroom.
2: <laughs> I'm just talking about myself. Yeah, yeah that's right. There's really only one. The he, ha, he has to
3: go hard. He has to fight fire with fire. Yeah, and he has to, he has to absolutely dominate. Mm.
2: Okay. How are we going here? Uh, let's just squeeze in this last one. All right. We've got to do three. Yeah. Must do three. Must do three. Must do three. Rule of three. Alex Robert writes in and says, Hello, men. I'm writing to you today. is coming up next week and is the five-year anniversary of one of the most memorable events of my cricketing career. It is the anniversary of what I like to call the Day of the Dodgy Sushi. Mm-hmm. It is the commencement of lunch on day one and we are walking back out into the field when I see our opening bowl in some discomfort, possessing a look which would suggest he is not trustworthy of his current, of his current bowel situation.
3: Also, I'm just not
1: trustworthy of <laughs> my current bowel situation, I have to say. <laughs> what? I'm feeling a bit sick. It's... <laughs>
2: No, no one in Gregory had said that. I'm fucking cooking, mate. I'm big. Oh, fuck. What do up. you mean? I'm just not trustworthy for a <laughs> current bowel situation. <laughs> but I can speak in long sentences. It's fucking Shakespearean can yeah. I in the bowling fucking and is regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bill Shakespeare over he here. Is. Fuck me. Any danger of Pitch one up, Bill? Fuck. <laughs> Uh, possessing of look, which was Jesse, is not trustworthy of his current bowel situation and is regretting his choice of undercooked Japanese cuisine. However, he is keen to take the first over after lunch and he takes his position at the end of his run-up. And and I, as usual, take up my position at second slip. Okay. Catch a bit there. Oh, Second grip, I see what you're doing uh. there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I see what's really being communicated here, at Alex. Send it too. As he tr- <laughs> As he trundles and lands... <laughs> A quite noticeable, f- a quite noticeable fart is heard, and the ball cannons into the knee roll, plumb, as the bowler looking directly into the umpire's eyes, <laughs> oh <no. laughs> as the bowler looking directly into the umpire's eyes, bending right over in his passion of appeal. It became clear to the batsman and the entire slips cordon that there was more to the fart than first thought, oh no. with a giant poo patch oh no. evident on his whites. Goodness me. The the whole cordon and even the opposition batsmen were in stitches as the bowler waddled off the field with his hands covering the fecal atrocity. Oh. At school oh. on Monday, I told my fellow companions about the events and even showed a snapshot photo of the victim's whites, mm. which regrettably spread around the school. My question is this, am I a bully for the events that took place on that fateful Saturday afternoon? Or is the dopamine effect of passing on such a noteworthy story too good to pass up on? Yours truly, Alex.
3: Well, Alex, I mean, as we've mentioned many times, I know it's a binary world that both is true. You are a bully and the dopamine effect was great. Yeah. Now, here's the other thing I want to say on this. So he goes, ordinarily, Go I'd say this was a highly embarrassing moment mm-hmm. for the guy who shat his pants Mm. when appealing Mm. um, for a wicket that he got. Mm. Um, But think back, he goes, only a year ago, Mm -hmm. when Australia retained the ashes at Old Trafford, (laughs) our own captain had (laughs) recently shat himself, and no one apart from us seems to mind that much. No one one gives a shit. No one mentions it. So, you know, pain in that, you know... (laughs) Payne truly is Billy Madison, you know, deliberately wetting his pants so when your <laughs> friend doesn't get embarrassed Yeah. in that situation. It's cool know, to Pain, put your pants. Payne Pain has done the dirty work. You can shit your pants now when you play cricket. The captain did it. Mm. Now, on mine, to be fair, I mean, our mate was taking a wicket at least, so at least he's kind of done something good yeah. in this situation. It'd be bad if you did that and got out at the same time. Yeah. I, I saw a guy... I heard a guy do a massive fart that may have been a shit when he was sweeping one as a kid. And that was really funny because <laughs> it was just the act of bending down. Yeah. And as he hit yeah. it, it just. Involuntary.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, Involuntary excretion. Yeah.
3: yeah. I've yeah, let out farts coming into bowl. Have you? And like, because I'm walking in as a leggy. And it's just. Burp, burp. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what a way to end. I'm sorry, but if you shit your pants, that's going to go around the school. It's, that's not even dog eat dog That's just going to happen You've got to expect that in 2020, say, it, in 2020 Well you know At least he's second the wicket You're right Pez. If, he, if he dropped a catch And shot himself Then you know That might be different
3: You do remember it as well I remember a kid When I played rugby I played rugby with him And he pack, packed into a scrum And had to leave the scrum Oh my god Because of that He went on to He went on to have quite a successful Sports career I don't want to say any more about that
2: Uh, great to be back great to be back <laughs> you can find more of this <laughs> gold <laughs> on the Patreon but also we'll be back on Thursday for Greg Chapel, and then after that we'll be back on Tuesday for the next week's show see you guys next week